Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm your co-host, Mitch Shinasa. And we are joined here in the studio by a PhD. By Paula Costa, PhD. <laughs> oh, man, I'm scared already. And Nate, whose last name <laughs> I can't remember. What? Yeah. Can't remember. Is that? For Verda. And what are you, like a B, BS? BA? <laughs> a BS. BS. A lot of BS Total going on. BS. Yes. Total BS. Pure twice, BS. Twice BS over. Twice B, double BS. BS back cross. That's good. <laughs> BS squared. Um, and we got Shay hanging out there, working the camera. Running the, yeah, running things back there. <laughs> Kyle, the intern's on his way. He's a little bit late. I'm pretty... Uh, I, I I'm mean, he had to get milk, too. Milk, cable, beer. beer. We got him on... Coffee? Coffee. Sure. Yeah. Got him on a full run, so... We will be. He can fully, be ten minutes late. It's okay. With all those things, you are allowed. And uh, is is he really coming through or no? Who? Jason. I believe we'll see. Let's, we'll see. Let's, let's not announce. We it. may have a surprise guest. Let's not even announce it. He probably Even already did. He probably won't be <laughs> as uh, generous as he was last time. So how many people got in the in the chat? Fifty five hanging. Oh, Fifty six. Yes, they're moving. We're steadily creeping up. Yeah. Everyone's kind of surprised by how on time we are, which is well, cool. That wasn't even on time. Late. I think actually we're like 40 minutes because we originally... We're we usually days late. So. Yeah, we, we, hit, we literally start at a different time every week. It's crazy. Keep you on your toes. It's like a rave. Yeah. Keep yeah. him sharp. Exactly. Right exactly. when you think you know where it's at, it's not. Boom, boom. You can't listen. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. So that's how we do that's it. How was your week? How was your week? How was my week? My week was busy as hell, but awesome. Dark Horse Concentrates is a real thing now. We've dropped... Colorado Springs, apparently we have a reputation in Colorado Springs that precedes us when the nice. people call us, so that's good. Uh, have some Denver drops under our belt. Got the official well, package. I, I uh, heard from Tanner that you got some work ahead of you. I was like, what's Tan- that? Tanner said you personally have some work ahead of you. Yeah. 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 That's good. As far as getting that shit getting up that there. Shit. Oh, that's more yeah. Jeff's job, but. Is it? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. kind of. But you need, you need I'll grease wheels. This. You got to be wheel greaser. I'm greasing. I'm greasing. Like, I got you some have at least four going. phones in your hand at any given moment. Like, well, I do the email ah, and the phone. But that's the only way to the sell email, stuff. You can't sell stuff. Sell, all sell, black. sell. Yeah, sell, a lot of that. Sell. You have to have three phones, and it's a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That's well, how. So that's right. Got at least a burner or two. Got a lot of that going on. Had a visit from one of our one of our listeners. You got those are awesome. When when people drop it when people drop in yes. Yes, the visitor, the listeners, the listener visits. Yes. When they're not creepy stalkers. Uh, Leon Sampson, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I always forget names. I'm terrible with names. So. But yeah, he stopped in, dropped a few books mm-hmm. off uh, from his friend. Crash Barry. It's actually his roommate who wrote it. Oh. And so they grow together on this place up in Maine. So Cool. We, I told him, like, so we'll, I said, we'll team? read the book, mm-hmm. and then we'll get him on the show. And then we have the DVD. DVD. Sex, Drugs, and Blueberries. Sounds a story about how quickly things can go wrong. <laughs> exactly. It sounds about right, you know. And he said it's basically it's literally like the typical stoner stuff, where it's just you know we can all relate. It's said amid the oxycontin abuse epidemic. That also. <laughs> That's the first things on the back. Uh, you know, it's it's a little bit like how in that remember that movie when the that grower movie in NorCal when they lock the keys in the truck at the very end and all the weeds in the truck and it's like that is the kind of stuff that, that happens. actually happens. That yeah, happens right there. That's the stuff that happens. Like you lock the keys in the car. Yeah, you still have stoner moments. No how, no matter how high the stakes. 
right? That's right. Or low. Or low. <laughs> so so your week was busy, busy, busy. Busy, just, busy, busy. Down with this dark horse all day. Dark horse in it, but also excited to get and dig into the Soha Gallery stuff. It's happening. It is. You feel so it? Really you feel it around the corner? You finally feel it more f- than me. I feel the ADSI around the corner. That's happening. That is definitely, they're both. You feel the Sohai. I feel so high. You're right. Yes. You're right. <laughs> you feel you the so high. I think that's a good T-shirt right there. Yeah, you, feel you feel the, the so, so high. high. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I. Uh, that's it. No, it's that's busy. good. That's it's good. Busy, you, gave me, you gave me a good. But the season's coming too. I mean, it is crazy. It's gonna. It's, one month, dude. It's three eighteen. I know. One month from now to get Adzi ready to get everything ready, and uh, it's officially November twenty third, Santa Claus. That's right. That's right. And. That's, it's weird because we don't. All of us don't really have a focal point yet, you know. Where everybody's kind of like, well, we do, I, we do, we yeah, do. I don't know but I mean, everybody else is like, "What are you guys going to do? What are you guys going to do?" And it's like, well, I don't know. Keep your ears open. I have a few things that possibly might happen, but I'm not uh, like I'm not going to do the main. Official. I'm not doing the same mistake that many people do and start announcing stuff before the inks dry because that never works out. That's that's a guarantee that things are going to go wrong. Um, my week was good, getting ready to just just doing harvesting and stuff. So it's been a lot of yoga school. And yoga school, Nick. Yeah, he, he did good the first week, and now he's he's uh, he doesn't know how to take a nap yet. He hasn't figured that out. So so that's the old. They're like, yeah, you gotta maybe train him a little bit on that. And it's like, why? What's up? He's like, well, everyone else is napping, and he's just like cruising the entire school. <laughs> so, so they were like, he needs teachers are all like napping, napping smoking pot. They're like, uh, you might want to take him home and teach him how to nap. How do you so. teach a kid how to nap? You, exactly that you gotta slow him down I mean that's some, he's giving, never napped he hasn't napped they since give he the was parents like, some like zen shit too like months old, teach him like, to sleep yeah try try do it but it's if working you try too it's hard, working CC already did it she already got him down today to, holy shit yeah I came in I came home and there was blankets everywhere and I had to make the whole studio up man so they're out at the samurai uh Oh, they're going to that exhibit? They're right there now. Is it, um, so you know Nick's going to come home and he's going to be a samurai. It's pretty mm-hmm. much. I'm, I'm waiting for my samurai child to come home. That's good. He was a fireman the other day. That was the highlight of my week. So uh, we're sitting there at Dark Horse. Things are a little hectic. Hey, hey Kyle oh, the intern. Yeah. There he is. There's a knock, a very official sounding knock on the door. And someone says, fire inspector. And then uh, we open the door because we're a little stressed that the fire inspector's coming. <laughs> In walks Nick dressed like a fireman. He was a little kid. That's good. He knows, yeah. He knows how to play the part, so it was it was good. I saw the I saw the fear in your eyes. You you could sense the residual. Yeah, you were like, Phew, that was good. Denver police uh, showed up the other day. Did no, they? they did. I uh, set the alarm off, and they showed up. Um, well, that's good. At least they still care about you. Guys. In my panic about the alarm going off, I also left the front door open, mm-hmm. so they were particularly concerned, and therefore had their hands on their guns. Wow! But everyone survived. Survived. So what you you just didn't know how to do the alarm deal? I, we use this app and uh, alarm app. Check your mic. Yeah. Check. Check nothing. Nothing. KTI. KTI. What are you doing? Is that the brand new cable? So, let's see what the deal is. Okay, Mitch is going to try to work on it. Someone else talk. Okay, Mitch, work on it. No, luckily, luckily we got a tech guy. Luckily we got a, a tech everything guy. looks good to me. Check. Really? Check. Yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing. But we don't hear him. KTI, where's the other end of that cable plug then? What's uh, right here? Yeah. What channel is that? Three? Probably three. That would be my guess. It looks like a three. So, how are we doing on that? Maybe it's muted. I can't really tell because there's other things in front of it. Wow. I'm working on it. I'm All working right, on it. That's good. I'm officially working on it. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's not muted. Nope. So, are we to like dead mic or something like that after all this? Could be a dead mic. <laughs> yeah. 
That would be, could be a good one. one. That would they be can lame. share. That would be lame. It would be lame. Anyway, glad we figured that out. <laughs> $20 later. So, uh, and nine months. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. So that was the weeks. That was the week. You want to do the news? news? We got yeah, some news? I got a ton. Did K- KTI pulled it up for you? I got KTI news. I got news I pulled. Oh. KTI, I don't know if you got the recent news in Oregon that. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Right? I don't know. He, judging by his face, he didn't. So uh, we'll just do a verbal we'll, read on it. We'll, get, we'll, we'll do it all at once. It's like mm-hmm. they're going the way of Washington, and it's, it's interesting to see the, how people have such different perceptions of how to deal with this stuff. Top of the stack this week. United Cannabis Corporation files international patent application to protect the processes related to its Prana product line. That's the headline, but that's not exactly what happened. Not all the details. Uh, United Cannabis Corporation, the company, the creator of Prana Bio Nutrient Medicinals, today announced that it filed an international patent application pursuant to the Patent Cooperation Treaty for cannabis extracts and methods. Oh, no, this is not the time to restart my computer. <laughs> you and your PCs. Yeah. Uh, pursuant to the Patent Cooperation Treaty for cannabis extracts and me- methods of preparing and using same. Uh, the application is another step in United Cannabis's mission to protect its intellectual property and follows on the 2014 acceptance of its provisional and then non-provisional utility patent applications for its proprietary processes. Tony Verzura, United Cannabis Chief Technology Officer, commented on the filing, quote, as the interest in cannabinoid-based products continues to build, we are seeing an increase in the number of inquiries regarding our prana line and the underlying technologies. This application not only provides international protection for our proprietary processes, it will also enable us to capitalize on our work through the safe licensing of these technologies to interested parties around the world. Mr. Verzura went on to say the application further strengthens United Cannabis's intellectual property position as well as our branded products. We've invested a lot of time and capital in the creation of our Prana line and the technologies that make it possible, and we intend to safeguard that innovation. The processes included in the filing are integral to the company's branded products, including the Prana Bionutrient Medicinals line, and comprise the application of strain-specific ratio-based cannabinoids, plant-based extractions, and the use of cannabis-derived terpenes in the medicinal and pharmaceutical delivery method, including capsules, sublinguals, topicals, transdermal patches, edibles, aerosol spray, aromatherapy, suppositories, and vaporization. So is that is that um, so they're talking about the process of uh, so here's delivery the delivery part of it yeah 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 so it goes to uh, the application of strain based specific ratio based cannabinoids because the thing about patents is especially utility patents is what they filed for you're not only protected for all this stuff in conjunction you're protected for every single claim so each of these things they now own okay so you got number one. Uh, they are saying they are claiming the right to own uh, the strain-specific ratio-based cannabinoids. They are claiming the right to own, I guess, certain types of plant-based extractions, and they are claiming the right to own the use of cannabis-derived terpenes in the medical and pharmaceutical delivery methods. Now, <clears throat> now doesn't GW already have ability to for their stuff, their sublinguals and all that? So this would be only that stuff for the way I'm reading it or the way it's worded in the press release for terpenes. So if it's a terpene specific -specific application, Mm -hmm. so they're, they're basically patenting terps. 
that'll be an interesting one. Well, uh, impossible to. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, the only thing they can do is if it's a final product, I guess, then right. not the process of. Then that's that's uh, that's I guess what we'll see. But that international patent on Terps is uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting angle that they're taking. I'm curious to see what our chat room has to say about that. Uh, someone says they're not trying to patent Terps. Okay, but it's I believe it's the clarify. You can either call in even seven two zero three one zero eight two three seven. And let me know where I'm... Again, I'm only reading the press release. I, I'm just reading what it says. But even, I mean, it's one of those things where I think you're going to see a lot of this going on with a lot of different industry. I mean, it's all... Everyone's kind of like doing for the grab now. It's the mm-hmm. big... Where can... What part of this can we get control of? And, I mean, it's exactly what Rob said, too, when he was here. He was pretty but, much... What did he say? A bunch of seagulls fighting over a bag of shit? That was, that was a, a trash bag of trash. Bag of trash. Yeah, Sorry, bag of trash. He's classier than classy, that. classy. Keep that classy. That you know, seagull quotes. But no, that was a that was a good good quote unquote. I'd say too because uh, also the amount of cannabis that's being grown right now, it's inevitable that the bottom's going to drop out of this whole thing really soon. And people are putting all their time and energy into it. And especially if your whole company is based, you know, on certain CBD products and things like that, which you know at the moment. It's very limited on availability. People are gouging, but give it a year, and we're talking like one tenth of what it is now. And then if that's, it's just like the oil company. It's like if they're basing it on a certain price per barrel, and it drops down to an unreasonable amount, then everybody's out of business, and that goes quickly. It doesn't, you know. So people can be on top of the world one year, especially if you go to like these mining towns and stuff. I mean, they're killing it, and then all of a sudden it's desolate. You know what I mean? And it's only within a year. We're kind of in the same deal. It's another oil, another type of oil. Same thing that we're all processing. We're setting up these labs. We're building these things. And just like how rosin came around and kind of like threw everybody for a loop. It's like, wait a minute. I just invested $30,000 in a machine. And here's a kid with, you know, a couple grand. And he's just squishing away. And he doesn't have to worry about the same regulations and build a blasting Class room. Class one, and, division one, yeah, bomb-proof all, chamber. All that stuff. And so you're like, hmm, got to, you know, got to play your game right here. Because otherwise you can really step into it <laughs> which uh we'll see how this works for them i mean they they have a lot they do have a lot invested that's obvious um their line is pretty dialed in it seemed like as far as i mean as, as far as other people out there but sure. it doesn't you know it, at the end of the day when your value of your main ingredient <laughs> is I, the most important part I'll of everything this. i'll say this i i think patenting the processes is really smart and patenting certain applications that they have is really good. But I think the idea of patenting the the entire concept of cannabis-derived terpenes for therapeutic purposes... Can you even do that? You can try. You can file, you, I can file the patent for electricity right now, but it doesn't mean <laughs> that it's going to get through. Exactly. Um, but I think that sort of overreaches. Uh, like The patent means you came up with the idea. They didn't come up with that idea. That idea has been around for whoever came up with aromatherapy like 20,000 years ago or however long ago came up with that idea. I'm sure that number is way low. Aromatherapy's probably been around millions of years. Since you could smell. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like, that smells really good. All right. (laughs) News, news, news. That got really heavy. That was a heavy news. That was a heavy, heavy heavy news. Uh, That would be a brown sugar for me, at least. Yeah. And Pennsylvania Senate passes industrial hemp bill. And big shout out to uh buddy Dr. Mark. He was 
a big activist being a Pennsylvania-based guy, so these next two news reads go out to him. The Pennsylvania Senate unanimously approved a bill to start an industrial hemp farming pilot program today with a 49-0 to zero vote. Well, that's pretty good. Legislation SB 50 is sponsored by Senators Junie Schwank and Mike Falmer. That's and it's a bipartisan because one of them is a Democrat, one of them is a Republican. That's good because everybody likes hemp. Uh, we hope that once we get this started, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania can become a powerhouse in the growth of hemp for all kinds of uses, Senator Schwank said in a statement. Uh, Les Stark of the Pennsylvania Hemp Industries Council, who helped to bring about the bill, said today. This is a great day for Pennsylvania. We have a such a deep history with hemp, but the future will be incredible. Indeed, William Penn was a great purveyor of hemp. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson also famously included the crop on their plantations. Erica McBride of the Pennsylvania Hemp Industry Council was also excited to see the strong support in the Senate today. We are one step closer to bringing back a thriving hemp industry that will benefit every single Pennsylvania. The bill now goes to the House floor. It was already approved unanimously by the House Agricultural and Rural Affairs Committee last October. So we're probably going to have a serious industrial hemp industry in Pennsylvania. And I'm most excited about Amish hemp farming. (laughs) It's a good crop for them. They have the traditional knowledge of the plant. Did we get beers? Did we get skipped on beers? Mm-mm. KTR? No, no, he, he, I saw I, your beer up. I said I didn't want a beer. I oh, I want a brown sugar. sugar. Oh, I want, but he wants a brown sugar. I want a brown sugar. I, so, yes, you're all over the place, man. You you're all over the place today. He's frazzled. Well, he's he's making making <laughs> you got a frazzlemicated. And then I'll hit a double news, news, news for more. Depends. Pennsylvania double hey, whammy. Matter of fact, we're going to bring that back. Pennsylvania House. That was the Pennsylvania Senate we just talked about. This is the Pennsylvania House passes a medical marijuana bill, which is big. This the is the kid one that can go home? <laughs> is that what it means? Dr. Mark worked really hard to inform them on this, and we know a lot of folks um, a lot of folks in our network as activists and patients are have been really specifically focused in Pennsylvania, so it's really cool to see them have this victory. Pennsylvania lawmakers in the House of Representatives passed Senate Bill 3 with a vote of 149 to 43, which would legalize medical marijuana in the state. Wednesday's debate on the state house floor started shortly after 4 p.m. Representative Sims argued there is, quote, no metric to measure the smile on a child's face when they can go a day without a seizure, while Representative Matt Baker, who has apparently, I think, been like the thorn in the side, that's what Antonia's mom said, mm-hmm. like, that he's been the guy who just didn't care. He said, uh, uh, I cannot remember the last time a body voted on a bill in direct violation of federal law. What a crybaby, dude. <laughs> it's, it's only for another couple more years. I mean, come on. Representatives passed multiple amendments in favor of the bill on Monday and Tuesday. The Senate, which originally approved the bill last May by a vote of 40 to 7, will not be able to vote to approve the reform bill until Monday, which is its next day in session. But they went 40 to 7 on the original one, so... Mm-hmm. Governor Wolf released seems the a little, following statement. Seems a little on one side, right? I applaud the Pennsylvania House for passing legislation to legalize medical marijuana, and I look forward to the Senate sending the bill to my desk. That's the governor, so everyone's on board. That's good. We will finally... I think that dude Baker was like the one douche in the whole state, and now he's just all salty. We will finally provide the essential help needed by patients suffering from seizures, cancer, and other illnesses. Senate Bill 3 will allow doctors to prescribe marijuana to patients in pill, oil, and liquid form. House, amendment narrowed, House amendments narrowed the number of conditions to just over a dozen, including forms of camps, cancer, epilepsy, HIV, AIDS, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, and PTSD, 
which is that's one that we got don't even have here down, in Colorado. Got shut it down in Colorado, which is that was one of the most ridiculous things ever. Dozens have dozens of families camped out this week inside the state capitol to show support for State Bill Three. The last couple uh, days and the last couple years, we've been beating our heads against the wall, says Angela Scharr of New Oxford, Adams County. Angela's daughter Emily suffers seizures, the result of epilepsy. She calls the fight to legalize medical cannabis in Pennsylvania an emotional roller coaster. So uh, that's good to see. I mean, it's it's funny though because as these states come on, because it's becoming so, it's almost like more than not. It, this is twenty five. It feels yeah. That's tipping. We're point, like right yeah. at the tipping point, and it really just like you're almost like what they don't have medical already. Like it seems so out of like it almost seems like you're so backward at this point. So it's getting to that phase where it's just the more normal than not. Nice there. Was that a clear dome? Clear dome. Clear dome beer. <laughs> um, Is that it for the news? That was it. Three news. Things? I got more. Oh, I you had like a hundred. Plenty. I didn't even get into KTIs. Oh, okay, that's this is all you. That was just this the ones that I had boring. hanging around. Hanging around. Hanging around from Facebook this week. Across with anything about Florida, just because I am from Florida, mm. based in Florida. Did you get any Florida news? I don't have anything I mean, right now. Week. The right now, this seems like the situation in Florida is that they have created, it made it almost impossible for anybody who's not a real rich white guy. You have to have a nursery license who's that's a been operating for, for a long time. Five years, I believe, or something crazy like that. So it really like it's like literally they can count on their hands how many people could actually have it, and that way, yeah, and so that way they really made it to the point where it's not probably will end up getting shot down just on the fact that they made it so tight, tight. and and it's like a lot of plans. It's it's actually not a good deal, so maybe not a good time to take it. You know what I mean? Sort of like uh, Ohio's was, and a lot of these other ones are like don't go for the first one because it's usually a bad deal. Mm. But they're coming again with in November. Mm-hmm. With a new ballot to widen the range of uh, medical licenses, so oh. that you're not so so pinched old into the right. Charlotte's Web, I guess it was the OCBD one. Yeah, that yeah. was that no, was a silly, silly thing. And that's right. a bad idea too. So there's, I mean, it's kind of. A, oh, oh, someone wants to call. Someone wants to come in and tell us we're doing everything wrong. <laughs> you guys are doing it all wrong. I hope I got it right myself. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I hope you can hear us. I can. Nice. Wonderful. Who do we have here? Uh, my name's Kyle. What's going on, Kyle? Another Kyle? Wait, is this Kyle I... the intern calling from <laughs> we outside? Of, we have a lot of Kyles. No, Kyle in Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island Kyle. What's going on, buddy? Not too bad. I've been uh, watching you guys uh, off of YouTube for the past week. Straight? So are you, are you, you guys, are you did you eat anything? Or did recently you just, addicted <laughs> to the Adam Dunn show? <laughs> you guys are addictive. We try not to be a dick, but we try to be addictive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, that's good, um, good to hear. We got, what, yeah, what? I was. you guys still doing the news thing on different states? Um, you know, you, what, yeah. you guys, what do you got well, from you got some, you, you got, got some, some news? news? Drop it, buddy. Uh, well, we have, I think, our state senator, I forget her name. But she's trying to tax uh, each and every plant. Well, that's straight into her bank account, right? right. You... <laughs> uh, what was that? I said, was that, does she have any tax to go straight into her bank account or something like that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what because kind of, her, uh, what, what kind her, of her medical system didn't work out. 
Uh, I think it's like 150 to 300 dollars per plant. Wow, we have something that's like crazy. that. We have something like that here, but it's like 15 bucks. A yeah, plant. yeah, that's that's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Right. They said that there was a, a potential of 18 thousand dollars per plant. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> back in the <laughs> 90s. Back up. in the 90s, yeah, for sure, that was definitely the case. But nowadays, no, I don't think so. And and you know the the. Things like that. I mean, Rhode Island's always been. I mean, I grew up in Rhode Island. I know it's the most corrupt little state in the union. That's for sure. You know, so you got to balance it. I mean, it, it is one thing about being in such a small place with limited amount of people that a lot of times it's like everybody feels like they can just take advantage of everybody because it's this. It's you know, oh well, my brother, my, my cousin runs that part of the department. You know, and I think Rhode Island. Yeah, always, it's all who you know. Very much has been like that ever since I was a kid there. But um, which part of Rhode Island are you in? Southern? Uh, the city, Providence. Oh, you're in Providence. Yeah, I was in Southern. Yep. You make it down to the Tetrahydro Club ever? I have a friend who's got a friend. I haven't made it down there. We well, kind of just got back into town from Oregon. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, definitely make your way down there and talk to uh, those guys. Um, Jordan is the one who runs it, and you know, tell him you're a friend of uh, you know, you're a friend of our show, and he'll definitely take care take of care of you guys. Okay, it's a, good, it's a good spot. It's a real good, good spot. Family friend. He's got of ours. DMX. He's got uh, DMX playing there. Soon, DMX too. is playing there. Shout out to those guys. So he's always he, he's always trying. He's always trying to give back to the community down there. So you should definitely make a, it. It ain't very far. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's Rhode Island. <laughs> you, have no, you have literally no excuse. It's, yeah, that's right. Cool. Well, anything else we can help you with? Um. There was a few things. I mean, I, I was probably definitely a few episodes or seasons late. Um. I think last night I watched the, uh, you had the scientist battle. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's one of my favorites. We love scientist That's battles. an underground favorite for sure. That's the, actually. The lab scientist battle is and is and, and the mathematician, that's, that's his favorite episode. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a, it's not everyone's favorite. It's not the popular favorite, but that's probably the best damn episode ever. We love when, when scientists disagree. That's the best. <laughs> Once they disagree, we know it's going to be a good show. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they do not back down. They don't know how to be civil. They don't have the social skills. No, exactly. <laughs> no, it was good. They were attacking each other. It was nice. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, exactly. Good. Well, glad to hear. Um, I did have one thing to say about that. Tell us. Or at least my opinion on uh, on terpenes and uh, cannabinoidal structure uh, as a grower. Um, I think that spiritual connection to the plant also has to do with uh, not just like the flavors you put on, but the amount of crystal production and what kind of crystal production you put on. I actually am going to take that and say that I, I want to run with that. I'm going to cut you off so I can run with this, but thank you for calling in, and, and nice to meet you, Kyle, from Rhode Island. Okay. Keep listening, brother. This is thank a theory you. that I was actually spinning out this week. It's just a theory. I don't have theories. hard science. Theories? Yeah, but this is a good segue, as you love to have, into plant science. Cool. Okay, so the one dude that I really want to have on this show, and I don't even know if he's still alive, is Cleve Baxter. Who the hell is Cleve Baxter? Cleve Baxter is the dude who was a police polygraph specialist who decided to hook a polygraph up to his desk plant. And oh, right, yeah. He realized that somehow, inexplicably, this desk plant responded electrically to his thoughts as its primary caregiver. So there's some relationship, biochemically, and I'm not going to say... Primary caregiver, I like that one, though. It's you like, like that phrase? Yeah. yeah. But no, it's I, like that person that, that it sees. Does it he get pissed day. off, though, if someone else comes in the room? Like, does he go, hey, what are you doing? It's I'm not, the primary 
Yeah, it, no, so, no, so else, the yeah. Soviets did a test where right. they had one dude be mean as hell to the plants all the time, like rip their leaves and whatever. <laughs> and when that guy walks in the room, it has a different response. Right. Yes. So you saw that also with the the rice thing too, where they yelled at the like they had yeah, and then one of them they yelled at, yeah, and the other one they were nice to, yeah, and the, night, the one they yelled at got all moldy and terrible, and the other one stayed all. That clean. one I also saw that they they replicated that in Vice's offices and the did an apple, and they both got moldy. That one, that one does that not sound like doesn't science. doesn't sound like science. Okay. No, but the Cleve Baxter stuff, I mean, that, that he ended up going and doing further research with it. Uh, and the Soviets have all, had a whole pl- program on it. Um, in any case, I'm not going to say that I understand it, but I, there's some weird connection between humans and plants. Well, and there there's are, an interplay, right? So plants so. respond to the people they're around. There's no doubt about that. How it happens, I'm not going to start speculate. But my theory here is that cannabis plants... Because they can produce all these things that have similar levels of bioactivity in us, cannabinoids, terpenes, all this stuff. And, you know, the caller just referred to it as a spiritual connection, but I'll even call it, let's just say it's a purely, because we got scientists here, purely biophysical connection. There are scientists in the room. We can't be spiritual. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, yeah. don't go back to that magic. Remember when I, I brought up magic? They didn't like that. No, no, no. Oh, no. Don't put that back away. No, no, no. No magic. But... So a purely biophysical reaction, trying to balance the this symbiosis, because you know, we, if cannabis is some plant of desire, right? Like it depends on its evolution for humans to really like it. So they're in their best interest to keep these humans like pretty psyched on them. So what do you do? You produce the terpenes and cannabinoids that would balance out that human system, that primary caregiver. Well, it's, yeah, it goes back to that whole. Um, and that's why I think every Michael grower Pollard, has Michael, their Michael own Pollen theory of exactly. But of I think them. it's personal, dude. Like I think your plants produce what you need mm. specifically. That would be, and that's why I think every grower has their own funk to their shit. Where it's well, like, it's, oh yeah, they, that tastes like Adam's herb. It's not just the newts. You know that you switch their newts and it has the same thing. Right. The plants are. No, I always said that too. It's like you know the old soma aroma. You know everything that he grew had the <laughs> sure. same. Yeah. You're like, damn. Like how come you got that? But and it was real hippied out. You could really tell it had that like. It's like there's a patchouli vibe on everything, you know, and you're just like, how did you get this into there, you know? But it's, it, and it, you know, 100%. And I, <coughs> Ace is convinced also because she's always like, she's a believer. She's always like, the plants are morphing. I'm like, they're not morphing, Ace. Like, no, they're morphing. They're morphing because <laughs> like, she's taking care of them or because yeah. you are? Well, no, she, she just thinks like, because when she starts taking care of them, then they all kind of become her style, you know what I mean? And she's like, I don't know what's going on. They're, they're going all, all crazy. They're, they're all morph- beards. They're all morphing. I'm like, no, they're not morphing, Ace. They're just they're becoming your plants. You know that's and it's, it, it again goes like what Nick said the other day about get strains from different people. You're you know start off with the same strain, give it to two different people, get it back in the future, and then it takes a little while. They're totally different at first, and then after a few cycles, they're back to being they balance the same. out. They balance out and they come back. And to the this same. I'm gonna is my theory behind the different OGs. Mm. Tell us. That's, that's it. it. That's oh, that it. was it. That's okay, it. that was so it. So that's why, in a weird way, if that's true, yeah. then Ghosts OG really is Ghosts OG, or at least it was. Right. When he gave if it. If you got it from him. Yep. Because it was set to respond to him. That's true. There you go. Boom. Boom. Done. Wow. Yeah. Solved. We're done. All right. We're taking a show's over. <laughs> All right. Now let's see if any of those theories make any sense. Okay. Got now we have real science. <laughs> They'll be like, mm. Well, Nate, let's. Should we do shout outs? We'll end on Growstone. Segue it in. Yeah. Yeah? There we go. Give a segue. Big, big shout out to Way, way to, to Grow. Way to Grow. Uh, seven locations all over Colorado. Um, the one I stopped by at Platte River just the other day again. And, and that's my, f- again, my favorite shop. Uh, they have the uh, Concentrate Corner there. 
and uh, it's 20,000 square feet at that particular shop. But they do have seven locations everywhere. Latest one, Silverthorne. That's still like been around for a minute. If you don't know it's about still it. still latest. It is, it is. It's the last one until they build a new one. Yep. Um, and right now they're doing the can of sale, right? Yes, sir. Can of, 25% off all can of nutrients, 30% off the can of boost, 17 bucks for the can of cocoa. It's like a great way to go. If you're just trying to like produce some product, can't go wrong. Well, if you're on Cocoa Grower, that's, uh, can has been around for since the, the beginning and they were the first people to really understand core and how it worked. And they were actually, you know, educating a lot of people because in Holland, People went crazy for cocoa right out of the crazy for cocoa pops. Cocoa for cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, when they did that, there was a lot of failed crops because of the fact that people weren't understanding how those things work. So there you go. And you could also call them up anytime, well, not anytime, but almost anytime, and then send them your uh, samples of your soil or even your product, and they would figure it out, which not many people did that back in the day. And this is in the early 90s. And, of course, you can always uh, tell them at the end of the day that you're with the Adam Dunn Show, and they will hook you up. Another 25% off. I don't know about that. Maybe. They don't like well, – remember when I told you that they sent us an <laughs> they email? Like they don't I like anything I say, some things we say. Anything I say. They that was like. also on the list. Uh, <laughs> Making specific promises <laughs> on the code. Day. All right. Never, never mind. But they will hook you up, and uh, if and they don't you hook you enough, take as much candy as you want. That's what you do. You get your candy. Get, get, it your, back. get your discount on candy. Uh, Speaking of candy. candy. <laughs> Big, big shout out to Incredibles Edibles. You don't have to wait for me because they can't see this. No. Nope. This is just for us. Yeah. Number one edibles in our universe, that's for sure. There you go. See, didn't get too specific. Um, bunch of new flavors, too. The, what's the, they had that pistachio, pistachio one, pistachio mint? mint. Yeah, pistachio mint. White chocolate. Was that a St. Patrick's Day only? Or is that just. Oh, St. Patrick's see, I think that Day. Been, I think they might have launched that for St. Patty Day and they'll just leave it in there. It's way too classic now, for St. Patrick's Day, though. Yes. Nobody eats pistachios on St. Patrick's Day, even though they are green. It's too classy. It's kind of weird. Too classy. Uh, <laughs> what else did we get? The black cherry CBD oh, yeah. bar coming in. Black cherry CBD. That's, Boom. That, we have to try that one. We're, we are going to get the challenge. I'm going to make. I'm going to talk to them. Get the kid. We're gonna do the challenge. Get it taken care of. Yeah, I'm gonna. So look forward to that. You know what? That's what if we get that room at 420. That's what we'll put in the pit. Yeah, the kid doing the challenge. Nice. And everyone <laughs> up around him watching him. He starts getting super high and bugging out. Lights. A lot of lights. Yeah. Yep. Good. Uh, and check him out online, of course. Incre- uh, IncrediblesColorado.com. Uh, big big shout out, of course, to Build the Soil, holding us down. With our organic knowledge and uh, making our shows interesting, <laughs> dude. And honestly, how many shows did he come in? Like so many, uh, so many. Saved our asses. But <laughs> even God more than the that, smart dude. Guys. Build the soil has for our audience. I know it's the number one thing that our audience has heard about on our show. Gone out and tried, and it fucking worked. What do you want me to do with this? Give it a, oh, you can't roll joints, man. You're useless. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I, to, I keep my glass dirty so no one else wants to smoke out of it. I had younger brothers. That's the thing. I like try to keep my shit my own by... You spit on your, you your food before anybody... No, but I it. ate like really <laughs> spicy food or weird food that no one wanted. It's all like planning to... Yeah. That's why I keep a dirty piece. Like I don't like it either, but you definitely don't like it. You're not going to use it. What you got? You got some weird skills. <laughs> <laughs> How to keep people off my shit? Big uh, big shout out to Build the Soil. Because <laughs> <laughs> we put a lot of people onto that shit. That's so the main you're, point. You're, it, what about Growstone? We're getting there. I'm no, working through. No, There's a I'm cycle. Saying, There's all saying, these different saying, logos. Have up they here. hooked up to Build the Soil yet? Have they gotten linked up yet? You guys know them. They're work. They're working on that's the connection. That's the next link, I would say. Yeah, that's, a, that's a natural combined forces. Yeah, because that's 
we'll, and we'll get into why. Um, and Jeremy, I think, is the number one. We introduced people to Jeremy. TL. It's worked out great for them. Like that dude we met at the cup who brought us the nugget. He, oh, that was he's awesome. like, he'd never heard of Build the Soil. Super clean. Heard about it. Our, well. It was great. It's great. Jeremy's super helpful. Uh, and it's a great method. You know, uh, the and you know, the one criticism that you get is sometimes the soil's too hot. You got to tee it down. You got to wait because that is fresh, fresh soil. If you're trying to go right into it, a lot of times that's going to not work out so well for your roots. But, uh, Jeremy no, but I saw some recent either. photos of some stuff that he had dialed. I mean, whoever was, there was somebody who was just using it and giving him props. And I was like, damn, that stuff looked gorgeous, beyond right? Beyond healthy. Yeah, no, it was really, really good. Good to see when it's working. Big, big shout out to the whole team at Dark Horse, Dark Horse Genetics, Dark Horse Concentrates. Uh, yeah, what can I say? It's uh, The reception's been pretty crazy. The, almost the entire full first drop of the live sugar sold out, dude. Hopefully, Jason's hopefully coming I was by say, with some yeah, of that. I haven't about. even really tasted so it. Yet. Obviously, I get he's to listening. smell it. He's listening and right see now. See so it tell and him. take pictures. So of obviously, it. we want you to stop by. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> that's pretty much what we're doing. The show. That's why we're doing the whole, show, the whole show. is for. Yeah. Just lure you into the house, out of work to come over here and bring bring us some live resin. Yes, Terps. I mean, crazy levels of Terps. Uh, so big, big shout out to everyone down there. Tanner, who's been running like a machine. Dude, he did like 11, 13 runs one day. Like crazy, working like a locomotive. Uh, the packagers grinding away. I think uh, Ryan and Hayden are down there right now packaging. So uh, soldiers all working hard, getting that product out. I love it. And we don't even have to hand stamp the envelopes anymore. We're getting Would you we're get printed, stickers? Printing, like, printing labels like a boss. Wow. Well, we got the main, the big mylars in. So we're ready to go. Yeah, it's big. fun. It's fun to stamp things for a little while, and then after a while, you're like, wait a minute, no, maybe we should rethink this a little bit. Yeah, stamping every single item. And then it's like some people were nitpicky. That's not technically you can't read it. And what? Uh, so, big big shout out, of course, to Veg and Bloom, uh, new on the team, uh, highly compatible, of course, with the Growstone. Uh, if you're not going live in soil, if you want to go sterile, there's probably no better way to go than than feeding Veg and Bloom. I, uh, nah, I can say you can say you're I doing say it right. Doing it right now. Say it, and, I, and you're not even going sterile. You're in. I'm in. I'm in a pro mix with some. Okay. I got some castings so, in there stuff in the beginning, but working together with both Microblife and them, and it's just a combination seems to work really well. And look at that full full dome again. Uh, I brought a friend of mine through Scott Ruby, who's distributed many different products. You know, he walked in the room and was just like, "Damn!" Like, Here's my question: What did Rob Clark say? Rob Clark is funny because, you know, he's so anti-indoor growth. Sure. He just wants to, like, get out of the room. He's like, ah, get me out of here. You know, and you're, <laughs> you're like, ah, Rob, come on. Come over here and look. But Mo is impressed, and that's all I really care yeah, about because, you know, he knows. He's, yeah. Mo spends enough time in rooms to understand. When, and he's seen enough of your work. To, yeah. And the funny thing is, what the first thing he said, and this is why I've been trying to get you down there, is he walked in and he goes, oh, this is actually what I've been wanting to do for a long time. Never did it, but I've been wanting oh, to do it. Sweet. And then he's like, this is fun. I was like, there you go. It's a fun grow room because most grow rooms are a little bit like sterile. You got bird noises in there. I got my plants on on Lazy Susans. I got them all big. You kind of wander through it like it's a little, you know. Got a little, little forest. A little forest every time. Magical forest. I got to get down there before you the harvest gotta is done. got to get down to the forest. I don't know. See, if you call it the forest, the farm sounds like a place where you work. The forest sounds like a place oh, where you work. Oh, it's the work thing. I knew I knew there was a reason you never show up. So I'm like, come to the farm. And it's like, oh, work. Farm. farm. Down to the farm. When you send a dog to a Jason farm, Jason came comes to back. the farm. I feel like you know. That's come on. Which, by the way, he commented is not actually on the way to Pueblo. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the way. Okay. East 
Bama. Anyway, I'm <laughs> I'm bringing this back in. So Veg and Bloom's working for you. Yeah, no, it's working it. great. Working great. Using the dirty formula. Yes, I am. Is it simple? It's so simple. That's the problem. Me and Ace are just. That's like, the problem. <laughs> you don't believe it's in so it. So simple. Yeah, no, it's uh, it works really well and mixes in really good. It's chelated properly and stuff, and the plants respond real fast. So that's that's all I really care about. Boom, Veg and Bloom. Veg and Bloom. Who else we got? And of course. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, <laughs> sitting at the table and surrounding us. Off surrounding camera. us, making sure we tell the right story. Our newest sponsor, Growstone, who's bringing us this episode with Paula Costa, PhD. Did I get that right, Paula? Did I? Paula yes? Costa. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, who is going to? I may have made grand promises. You see, yeah, it's cool that I didn't talk to you about this before. But they just <laughs> it's like, oh, she's real smart. She's real technical. Sassy. They actually I heard said, sassy. No. I heard See, sassy. you heard sassy, but what I heard beforehand, <laughs> which I got to say is like, oh, well, I don't know if Paul's going to be real entertaining. And, and Nate was like, well, I don't know if I could be that funny. But he, he had some good deadpan jokes. Well, we'll carry it. It's okay. Yeah. So dead you guys are jokes deadpan dead jokes for the dead mic. <laughs> Perfect. So, Paula, I promised you were going to teach them about the uh, physics and chemistry of uh, plant growing mediums. Which I assume is something that you guys know about because it's what you wheel and deal in. But I can change the title of the episode. Nah, That's I, it's an edit button away. It's an edit button away. No, 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 no. I, it, I would, that was a total shot you, in the dark. What do you want to know? I mean, growing media. So, I mean, let's start with what's different if you're like, when you're considering growing media, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when you're looking at it from like an analytical perspective. What are the different variables? What are the different aspects of it that you can consider? Nate mentioned something with a capillary word in it. That's one. You know, Is I'm cat, sure. Cation exchange maybe in there? Yeah, cation exchange cation capacity. Exchange, something like that. There's all these things. And I obviously know like one and a half of them. What are all the ones that you And know? a half of that, actually. Right. Yeah. There's half, so yeah. many things. I mean, traditionally, people have come from soil, right? Um Soil meaning meaning dirt, um, and as you move towards the uh, growing medium, um, you basically have to provide the same things to the plants, right? Plants need what the plants need. So one of the things that happens is that uh, the growing media will have to uh, provide water. I mean, have water available to the plant, right? And with a very good and high ratio of um, of, of oxygen, um, uh, all of those two things are inging on how well does that media hold water and how well it drains. Um, uh, I would say, I mean, it's kind of hard to jump into this. It's almost like a free fall right now. Um, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. We, we've we been doing it for three years. <laughs> we right. free fall for three years. Imagine that. We just, you just keep showing up and it works. Yeah, it's like right. you get into orbit after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's I let's mean, bring no, it what, back. What, no, let me just say this: when when we went into hydroponics with these growing media, one of the things we were trying to is to get away from the soil for many different reasons. Mm. One of them, for instance, would have been the. Uh, the cleaners, cleaner, more sterile, um, uh, free of contamination uh, ability. The other one would have been um, uh, 
space availability, especially if you w if you went from growing outdoors to growing indoors. What happened many times is that the growing media reduced in volume, so you have now a smaller volume of growing media that has to perform as well. So it has to provide all that water, has to provide all those nutrients. So there's like an efficiency factor. It has to be a very well-balanced ratio between the parameters the plant still needs because the plant doesn't change. What you change is what you're providing to them as a root environment, right? So now does anything change as far as if you're changing the inputs? For example, light intensity, CO2, uh, you know, when you're pushing the performance as growers say of the plant, mm -hmm. does that change the requirements or the range of requirements in the root zone? I would say yes, but those requirements are changed by the effect those those factors have on the canopy environment. Oh, the Paula, if I could ask you to, uh, or Nate, if you could scoot Paula's mic a little closer. Closer? Sorry, yeah, the, the chat room's got me on that. Okay. Yeah, Is it better? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, see, we're, we're, we're like, just to, just yeah, to make, kiss away. Make yeah, love. Just, yeah, just run okay. nice and kissing, Yeah, they're kissing beautiful, the mic. beautiful, kissing beautiful. The mic. beautiful. Um, so, what I was saying about... The canopy. We, you were, well, right. So, so, the light, the CO2, the, the, the temperature, the, uh, the, the airflow, the, the air exchanges that happen, you know, the, the canopy environment, the air environment. Um... All of that is going to drive transpiration. Light is going to drive transpiration and photosynthesis. All that's going to drive the growth of the canopy. So the leaf area is going to increase. That is going to drive the root development. So obviously there's a connection. And one of the things that you touched on there that I've always thought was super interesting is the roots grow in proportion to the growth of the canopy. You don't have a situation Absolutely. Absolutely. otherwise. Absolutely. I would say that the most important driving factor for the plant development is really um, the leaf area that the plants can put out. That is in response to uh, environmental factors, um, light, spectral light, the spectral quality of the light, uh, temperatures, I mean, everything that the plant... Uh, Within the ranges that the plant needs. Do you know about our favorite uh, buzzword to throw? Oh, you're uh, pulling it out already. I'm pulling it out already. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's, she's, she's right at it. She's vapor there? pressure differential. Oh, vapor pressure differential. Oh, she knows all about oh, it. She's you like, see yeah, that? Whatever. She's like that. Oh, that was, I learned that in like bathrooms. Yeah. This was a tip. This was a tip. Somebody tipped them on VPD. No, that's oh. well. So we, whenever we're asked to speak, we get for some reason we get booked at speak places, which is ridiculous. And usually we just joke around, and then we realize we need to throw some real mind blowers in there. So people are like, "Wow, well, we learned." Well, so but then, that's good. That's good. You're raising the bar, and well, we don't actually know what it is, though. Yeah, we, we're just, just like we just like we're like the buzzword guys. We're like, "Hey, buzzword!" But I can tell you. Yes, they'll yeah. do it, and okay, then we're going to okay, steal okay, it. Okay, exactly. Okay. So basically, what you're we're talking about what. What, what are the factors that make the plant work right. the way it works? Well, VPD is certainly one of them because it is the drive for transpiration. <clears throat> so the transpiration demand, what we call transpiration demand, is driven by the different the VPD, which is the which is uh, the difference between the uh, saturated water vapor in the leaf. Imagine the leaf as uh, anybody knows the word stomata? I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's okay. everybody we're, listening. We're knows at the that stomata word. level, yeah, okay. right? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 so inside that. a stomata, let's say that you have a hundred percent water vapor concentration. So they're full. They so got they're full. It's a fog 
situation mm-hmm. there. Sure. And the vapor pressure deficit, remember the word deficit, is then the difference between that chamber in the stomata that is at saturation, basically, with the fog, and what the air, the, the, the water vapor in the air. Ambient. The biggest the difference between the stomata uh, and the ambient, the bigger the VPD. The bigger the VPD, the bigger the gradient, and therefore the transpiration demand. So it's almost, almost like having a motor mm-hmm. that's sucking the, the water room is sucking from... Water from the plant mm-hmm. out towards the environment. That's transpiration. And that column of water that goes all the way from the leaf to the stem to the root is then what pulls the water from the root media into the root. So basically, the VPD ends up being the drive for water uptake. It's a little bit like when you're gears it's like It's like plumbing. It's it. really plumbing. Uh, it's plumbing. Yeah, and it's a little bit almost so like... So it's the basic it's a, suction of the system. It's a basic suction of the system, exactly. Sure, it's a little bit like gears, too, where it kind of like you're riding in a higher gear so everything's cool, smoother, and not right. as Let's say running more efficiently. You could actually or an HVAC have, system. You could actually have a situation where the stomatas are still open, mm-hmm. but the plants are not transpiring at all. There's no water coming out of there. And that would be in, in a situation where um, there would be... Uh, 9900 uh, humidity sure. or or never happens here it's only like a rainforest <laughs> or something right go to yeah equator type situations with 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 really high um saturation and plants could be not transpiring at all um you don't want situations like that for too long no, because you need the transpiration to move water and with not water move nutrients that in hydroponics are provided together in that note is that what drives growth essentially like if you fine-tune that pull of the water and you know how fast you want the water and nutrition to move through the plant can you sort of i guess maybe not make it better but optimize it more hack it more you know make it more custom you absolutely can use vpd temperature and light to to reach the full potential of the crop um and VPD would be controlled just by yeah. Humidity. What are all the variables Humidity to VPD? Would be the most important yeah. thing, or see the most important variables of VPD basically are uh, the water content in the air. Something that in science you would call absolute humidity. Um, so <clears> what's the difference? Because we have relative humidity, right? That's right. what all relative our meters humidity are. is a term that's used. Uh, you know, it's easier to calculate it to, to measure. Uh, but it's very dependent on temperature. Uh-huh. So its dependence on temperature throws things off. So when you talk about relative humidity, if you don't give it a parameter to uh, what temperature is this, sure. then you don't really know if you're too high or Sometimes too low. Sometimes the pH and water is the same thing, too, where you get like, exactly. if you're at a higher temperature, it's going to read a little bit different than, it might only be a variable degree, but it's definitely, a, it's going in a different direction at that point. Right, right. So so yeah. can you use VPD to to... I'm going to use the the term steer or or manipulate the the plant development towards <clears throat> one way or the other towards more 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 lush um, putting leaves vegetative. vegetative thank you or reproductive growth yes absolutely I in my own practice in my own experiments in um, in at the University of Arizona was using exactly that parameter along with something at the root level, which was the EC, so the salt concentration in the nutrient solution, sure. to steer the plant. 
and I had different combinations of this, and the result was a completely different tomato plant. That was a really lucky question I asked then, because yes, you're actually an expert in VPD. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while, but yes, I did quite a bit of work on that. Um, yeah, um, so, so it's it's a very very important tool. It's a it's a it's a it's a concept that's hard to grab your brain around. Uh, and most people can get away with dealing with the same issues in terms of plant growth just by dealing with relative humidity and temperature and knowing that especially in indoor growing one of the things that's extremely important to keep that plant active those stomata open the photosynthesis occurring is to have the proper range of relative humidity the proper range of temperature and in order to accomplish that, you have to have the proper air exchanges occurring in the room. So ventilation is extremely important. Um, CFM, so cubic foot air exchanges, basically, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, per minute. It's it's extremely important. And I don't know if grows in here actually, you know, indoor grows, which is definitely not my speciality. Um, I'm more in in the greenhouse. Yeah, area. I mean, it's, it's getting to the point where everybody is finally greenhouse. Are you where measuring that interested. stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Indoor yeah. grows definitely do have all yeah. traditionally have the CFMs. Yeah, because they they all kind of just learn by reading greenhouse stuff and applying it, it whether is, it was relevant or not. And so. it's usually in the yeah, it's it's in the build out originally. You're, you're gonna good the fans have it, it balanced. I mean, that's that's the idea, and that is the difference between you know just just like flying by the seat of your pants and not knowing what you're doing. Or at least sitting there and calculating, mm -hmm. you know, see what's, what's been learned already mm -hmm. and applying it. Yep, probably. Yeah. And greenhouse even more because they have to control because it's varying based on the weather. So they have a lot more. They, we have a heat load that's tremendous, right? Yeah, you're because in Arizona. Of the sun. Oh yeah. It, well, in Arizona, you even, even have yeah. it, even have a, a bigger heat load. So much so that altitude became a, such a, a huge issue that uh, it would determine, for instance, the season of the crop. The crop season at a lower altitudes um, where you couldn't cool enough in the summer because in the summer remember arizona has monsoons mm. you could mm. not cool enough um, and therefore you would have actually to cut the crop and close the greenhouse and restart but if you were at higher altitudes you could actually do that because it is drier it's never so hot so you could continue the crop i mean so Temperature ranges that you can achieve in the greenhouse are extremely, extremely important, as they are in, in, in indoor, growing. indoor growing. We yeah, probably deal with too hot. More, you just have a little more control oh, indoors, yeah. so, and, you know, yeah. it just costs more money. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. You're like, okay, more, and that's what everybody in this uh, industry learns quickly is that it's almost you, you really got to overdo everything when it comes to ventilation because, you, same as we were saying before, you don't want anything to run, like, just constantly full steam. You want everything to pressure up. And then just sort of ease into. You want it. to maintain a very uniform environment. That's key. That's key. Uniform mm. airflow, not very high flow, meaning not very. Um, the speed. For instance, if you have a fan very close to a plant. Yeah, they don't. They get pissed off. We say. The, the plants <laughs> probably will get pissed off because. Is there a scientific term for what happens? Flat, 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 flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called sh stomata shutdown. Do mm. you have you, you have a, a mechanical closure of stomata because of the the mechanical um, the flapping like being of shaken the, and of it doesn't like the it. leaves the leaves don't respond well to that so you could actually be in a situation where yeah you're 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 ventilating your room right mm -hmm. so you have the airflow happening somewhere over here but this plant that's closer to the fan has completely sure. shut down so it's not making any use of the lights that you're actually spending money putting on top right. of that plant. 
So that those those things are little details that people probably need to be aware. And greenhouse had to figure that on their own. But the way most greenhouses are cooled with pad walls and evaporative cooling, mm-hmm. where they can be applied, uh, the flow is very constant and very homogeneous and, and kind of slow. Yeah. And it's done on purpose that way so that you know you have that uniformity. Yeah, no, with indoor growers, it's it's interesting to see because I was living in Europe for a long time and greenhouses there are pretty much the way this whole industry has now evolved. Like now you go into a normal, now you go into a brand new operation here. feels like you're in a greenhouse almost because of the fact that they're, you know, they're putting the lights 12. The indoor operations and things here. You're yeah, whereas, whereas five, you know, last, right before this, the, the previous generation, it was all about air-cooled lights right down on top of the plants in a very like British Columbia tight, style, yeah. tight sort of uh, formation and a lot of air movement, um, which would create... Because the environment, the, the entire space was very small, no? Yeah, and everybody was clandestine, so they weren't right. trying to they, like be all just, you can't have a huge giant warehouse, you can't have a 100,000 square foot warehouse and, not, and have yeah. people not know what you're doing, right. whereas, you know, there <clears> they, you'd have a 100,000 square foot warehouse and you'd be growing in 20,000 square feet of it with ceilings that were too low and rooms that were too tight, but all based on trying to like just be the system but you know now everybody understands so it's different but this is a, a, an interesting segue to the, your initial question about growing media mm-hmm. you see how those things have to be really connected because then sure, you want total. the plant exactly imagine the plant is a big a big pipe that connects the water uptake that you give it you know in the media and the atmosphere where the by transpiration transpiration sure. is the flow of water in the pipe which is the plant right and so in these very tight spaces, whether it's greenhouses, space, space efficiency is really important in greenhouses as well, uh, or indoor small growing, or indoor large growing, you have moved from being growing in the soil where roots can go anywhere, right, to now contain, containerized um, uh, root zones with very limited or much smaller, for the most part, much smaller. Um, uh, root zone, which smaller volumes, and therefore, the to achieve the same amount, the same volume of plant, the same uh, development of the plant, that media has now to pre- perform the same way as the soil. Uh, but it's a completely different animal, so we have to irrigate differently. You have to uh, provide the nutrients as you uh, water pretty much every time mm-hmm. and um and everything has to be kind of in balance and, and the more transpiration your 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 environment is 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 uh creating the better but then the irrigation has to be there to supply and replenish whatever yeah. it is that the plant still needs to uptake to 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 develop yeah it's like sometimes you're a victim of your own success if the thing you're moving, pulling too unless hard unless you have the good. hardware that is necessary to satisfy that need so that's where as you grow into hydroponics and more elaborated hydroponics setup you would actually uh, have to move towards automatic irrigation yeah. um uh, really yeah, think about six times a day really, water the plants and. really think about what is your end goal do you want a more vigorous plant or do you want a more uh it depends on your variety i guess your, your strain um do you do you do you are you going to provide a more moist environment do you want it to dry down in between and that would lead to what type of media do i choose 
And the type of media you choose actually has to be connected with the type of hardware that you have to irrigate the plant. If you choose something that's really kind of dry, like rowstones are, and it would be in the drier side of that, even though we do have blends that are uh, more uh, higher in moisture content. Most of our blends are on the drier side. That means that you would have to irrigate more frequently. Your irrigation um, setup has to accommodate for that, right? Because the plants will be uptaking. So what would you recommend in that case if you had a dry medium? Dry medium, um, I mean, First of all, there's many benefits for, for, for using dry media. One of them is the steerability, so it's very easy to change the conditions of the media in terms of moisture, in terms of pH, in terms of salt content, and that's really important to, uh, well, basically take advantage of the fact that you can control that part of your plant, which is the root zone. Uh, media with a lot of moisture retention, it's harder to control that fast. You know, you can't it's change. It's a slower process. It's a slower change, exactly. Yeah, it's like trying to flush soil compared to hydro. Right. You're just like, exactly. okay, I screwed up. Right. <laughs> I can actually fix this, maybe. But however, things. with dry media, then what you're now, it's 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 something that you really have to kind of have nailed down is how you now go to irrigate. And what we always suggest, and that's that's the case for growstones as it is for other media that is as, as dry or even drier, is frequent irrigations, very short shots. And the reason why it has to be short shots, it's because short shots meaning each time you irrigate very short duration. Little amount. Yeah. Little amount at a time is because the media by nature can only hold so much. Right, so otherwise you're just flushing through. Anyway. So you, otherwise you'd be channeling and, and, and losing that. So that means you're gonna, these roots are gonna be in contact with fresh nutrient solution more often per day so you really have more oxygen entering the roots, right. rapid air exchanges, CO2 coming out, yep. fresh air coming in, more nutrients, more oxygen. Um, I mean, all of that creates a very, very suitable environment for root development, healthy root development. I couldn't say that you're going to um, um, produce more roots because, as I said in the beginning, that's basically driven to what's happening at the upper level of, of, of the plant. But with a proper root environment, it's, it ends up being a feedback loop too, right? You develop yeah, I mean, more leaves. You, you don't want to. I mean, there's <clears throat> there's problems too where you have uh, massive root development on the plants, and then they can't keep up, and, the and then all of a sudden you end up with sort of you, know, you start to get problems with pythium or something where the plants are you know dying back at the root zone, and and that's even that's that's actually when things go wrong i think a lot of times because as long as things keep going forward you know you're always moving in a forward direction everything's kind of kicked out right. the minute things sort of back up a little bit that's when yeah if you can have some that's i think where a lot of people uh end up growing on soil again back in the, like after they've had some it's more ma forgiving massive disaster well, yeah, you know what i mean they've the best invested about soil is you can go away for the weekend right yeah you know it's more forgiving. and back in the day when we didn't know what our future was it was also about well, I could actually just take these things, wrap them up, and throw them in my car and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I've had hydro systems set up where I've been like, "What am I going to do now?" You know what I mean? I, 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 I could, I have it, I have a few hours, but like, really, I'm just going to hurt everything. I'm going to kill every plant that I try to get out. Everything, of. Yeah. yeah, and you try, and it's like, wow, you know, with I've literally tried to move plants with water and everything, and it was just like, that's yeah. a terrible idea. <laughs> now, <laughs> one of the reasons why why people, you know, develop this, you were talking about pythium. Mm -hmm. and, and there's others. Um, but What others are there? We love specifics. Uh, oh, 
it wouldn't be a root a root fungal fungal disease, but uh, for instance, I'm thinking powder mildew. Yeah, sure. Can, do you have advice Very on powdery mildew? That's, that's something oh, we've got yeah. an industry that's Keep looking for. Keep it away from your grow. Well, thanks. That's to begin that's with. Great. Too late. Too, <laughs> too late. late. Too to late. <laughs> too late. Universally in this industry. Um, one of the things. One of the things that. The I mean, best, the I mean best. obviously preventative is always the best. We understand right, all that. Right. But is there any, you have any silver bullets for us? Well, <laughs> I They're do. banning all the good ones. I mean, all the good ones are banned, so we can't right. use them. Right. Uh, did they ban, uh, I'm not sure if this would actually be possible for this particular crop, the cannabis, but um, did they, did, I'm sure they didn't ban elemental sulfur. So sulfur. the issue with sulfur is, is it, it works. It, we just don't like it in the industry because because it does a residual. The residual yeah. right. and, for, and for concentrates, that. it just doesn't really exactly. work. Theoretically, micronized sulfur, I guess. But, right. Mm. I mean. Right. Yeah, and that maybe at the clone zone, you know, clone oh, time, and then you can wait, and, and everything grows out, and then it's okay. But there, if if it's in a situation in a large, I, room, I understand that you were saying that you know you, you already know that the best thing against the problem is to. Create the conditions not to have the problem in the first place. Right. So you realize the importance of not having huge oscillations between high humidity, low humidity. One of the things, however, that most people that do understand all of that, I still go to the grows and I see quite a bit of um, the logistics and the distribution of pathways compared to where the plants are. Mm -hmm. That I, from my my from my mindset, I would I would see as red flags because. It's um, it's it's too close for comfort. Right. Uh, people coming from the street, entering a corridor, where three inches away from that corridor, where people pass constantly, they're the plants. Right. They're the plants in veg. There's the plants, you know, and there are things at a deeper level that can be done yeah. to prevent, um, uh, what do you call it, contamination to come in to the first place. So that would be huge. Besides everything that everybody knows already about, you know, controlling the environment. So what do you think about um, from the plant side as far as the big argument in the industry is always whether it's uh, systemic in the plant? Is yeah, it like is powdery mildew a systemic perpetual infection or is it cell by cell, to tissue by tissue or whatever? They actually, when the spores germinate, they could actually go inside the the probably the cuticle and mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly if they're going through the stomites would, but, but they actually, the mycelia actually could um, propagate inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see... Because sometimes when you see, like once you know powdery mildew and you've seen it on plants, you can literally see like the day before it actually mm-hmm. starts because the... the, the it starts to like break out almost. Yeah, they well, get like a little like darker. Pimples. They start look a little bit right. darker. Even before that starts, there's even like the burning phase of the plant probably where he's like, oh no party too hard this week what am i doing but you look at the plant and you're like wait a minute what's that the leaves look a little weird mm-hmm. and then the next day you'll see the little bumps and then you'll be like oh no it's happening right, you're then... really in tune with your plant i i, I didn't <laughs> check that much on on my oh, tomatoes see, yeah they just looks like somebody like dripped oil on your plant or something like that and it got that like weird darker than the rest of the plant but it's not quite doing anything yet right but it's only when you know it's usually on strains that you know because if you've grown it so many times and you're like oh yep yep oh, some day away i gotta watch out and it's always in that it's literally like this time of year this is a crazy this is a terrible this is like powdery mildew heaven right now because one day it's you know freeze, 72 it's, now, now it's, it's freezing and we're like wah, wah, and all the systems are running at different you know nothing's tuned in because yeah, one day it's running like a dog and just crazy, and then the next day it's frozen solid outside. And so, 
<clears throat> I think this is like the time. So you of have year. a challenge. Always, yeah. Huge, it's like a perpetual huge challenge, and now you have a bigger challenge because there's not much you can use, right? No. Nope. To, to take care of these things, what do you guys usually? Everyone use? was using Stylet oil. That was like that the just happened. That one. just happened, right? It just, just happened. As of twelve days from now, and what is that? No one can use Stylet oil. It's and a, what is that? Oh. It's an extra. Well, as of twelve days from now, nothing can be packaged with having Stylet oil in it. <sighs> So uh, it's an, a paraffinic oil extract or something, and it just like smothers it, and it's good. It makes like a physical barrier. And it's possible to use in still. No, no now Not they just no, no, no. But it's so like they took that away. So too. now we got some crazy oxidizer, which I don't think is good for the plant. I don't remember. It had all sorts of warnings on it, and I was like, that's probably good for the walls, but I don't know if I'll put that on the plant. And there's like lauryl sulfate products that are still out there that you can yeah, still we use. We use that quite a bit, in, yeah. but it, elemental sulfur. So I'm talking about elemental sulfur. There's other greenhouses that actually burn sulfur. They have yeah. sulfur burners. Yeah. Sure, yeah, that's yeah, what we don't want. Yeah, that's what we don't like. Right. <laughs> but you probably wouldn't like, I, I'm not sure, but you probably wouldn't Liquid like, for sulfur. the same I, reasons, the, the powder elemental sulfur so it's the element mm -hmm. in a powder form it's like a yellow powder yeah I know that it's, you basically yeah spray, spray onto the plant yeah, no, no you know in a dry the problem form. is that but it, do you have residue too? yeah it's just that. like burnt mat it basically like tastes like matches and you can you can you're like it well, does yeah, well, yeah it's sulfur it's sulfur I mean it's it's that basic and right. and back in Holland I remember when I first encountered powdery mildew with with clones I brought back from America by the way mm -hmm. so yeah. <laughs> brought back clones. that's interesting yeah and that, it was you like infected huh. all, like tulips are dying oh yeah no, I, I, I took you. down the whole country basically I felt like it I was like people never seen it before <laughs> good Cali strain I had the really good Cali stuff too I had the good NorCal version uh, like but uh, that was like the first thing like went to the that's all they really had for me there and they were like oh well here burn some sulfur and I started doing that I had them in every room and it was it just did like work or did it works, but it works. But it works but that's, but the thing. that's the thing. It works, but it's once it's not it, for this crop. And it was everywhere. <laughs> and you couldn't get rid of it. It was just like, oh man, this stuff. But, but that's the thing. It's not for this crop, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a good fit for this crop. It's a great fit for cucumbers. It's a great fit for tomatoes and sure. houses, but but you should always wash your fruit, your produce off, right? Everywhere. Like when you buy your produce at the store, it might when have sulfur. My on it. tomatoes, I would take them out of the plant and bite them right there. Okay. But that's in the greenhouse. I knew I, I was not using pesticides. I was just using IPM, which you guys should be using as well, right? We that's, could talk about that, that too. We love this. One of our favorite subjects. Right. So VPD, IPM. <laughs> Most of the three letters were the second one's P. It's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we're all about it. <laughs> but but you, but you are doing that, right? Yes. To a certain degree. I mean, everyone thinks they are, whether it's. You know, um, that's a big one. Biological controls are are the buzzword now. The mm -hmm. the most people who do it most thoroughly, right? Everyone has good quarantine controls coming in, right? And then you're creating Hopefully. like if you have a healthy crop and you use uh, you know biological control, then you feel like you're on top of your game, right? But, but you never. The problem is that on these large scale grows, people are, you know, it's not, like they don't feel safe enough. With well, just that. it's hard for them to also to to build that into their program. Because of the fact that they have to keep it so sterile all the time, that you're just wiping out populations every every cycle and spending a lot of money too. It gets real expensive on large. You know, once you, you're like, oh, okay, these are not too bad if you're at home, but when you start thinking about the, how many plants you have to deal with, and you're talking about, you know, like spending another two grand on this crop, another four grand on that crop, and it's just preventative, people get a little bit. You but, know, like, but yeah, but preventive pays off. Of course, of course. Because if you do have a problem, then you lose the whole crop. Then how much are you losing? Sure. In right? greenhouses, it's, it's super so important it's to, to build it in there because there you actually, 
it's easier to keep things alive, have, you know, give them a home so they, they can live in your greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. Indoors, a little harder, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, because the lights kill everything, too. So most of the plants, most, and now everybody has open bulbs. Nobody's, used to be, you could do it because you had your closed lights. But then they'd still find their way into the, somehow, even though there's like air shooting out of the thing, they're like battle their way to get inside your light (laughs) to die. You know what I mean? You're like, how the hell did you even get in here? And you come in and they're all cooking on your bulbs. And so there is kind of like a a sad factor, especially with some of the bigger ones, you know? Right. Like ladybugs, everybody, everybody wants ladybugs, but they're no good indoors thing. They just. Everyone wants to kill ladybugs. That's what they want to do. Who, yeah, well, they, do. they, they killed them. Pirate right? bugs for sure. We had, we did our whole bug episode, dude. We did our whole I'm bug just, episode. You guys can flip back and forth. He's and like, no. I, say, I say, I say, pirate bugs. We'll do the big growstone commercial at the end with him, and that'll, yeah. it'll get really yeah. sloppy and cheesy <laughs> and stuff. You know how it goes. We can depend on. Nate so for I'm going to need another beer over here. Yeah. Beer, so that's what. I, this is a great opportunity. Yeah, anyone, great opportunity. Beers. Everyone on Team Growstone, anyone needs beers <laughs> or weed or dabs. Yeah, whatever you need. Raise your hand. We, we're not trying to be rude hosts. I can get one of the sugar ones. Would you yeah, yeah, brown sugar. They're brown really sugar. strong. They're like 9.7%. They'll get you really... I don't know if I'm yeah, having a second one right now. <laughs> totally frank. I'll be fine. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. There I'm, you yeah. go. To get extra sassy then. So, yeah. Put, put sass on blast. Um, no, she's got it. She's VPD solved. Mystery solved. Mystery that was solved. easy. What else do we got? <laughs> what else do we need to get figured out? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that's really important is to emphasize the importance of the of the of the irrigation. Boom. Yeah, go, let's go back to that. I mean, I mean, we've never really talked about hydroponics in depth because we've never had an actual expert. Because we always like to have experts. So you are an actual expert. So let's go hydro. Let's go hydro. Well, so as I said, plants need what they need. You need to for a good crop. You need to provide what they what they what they require, and when I'm talking about what they require, I'm talking about the amount of water they're going to need to transpire for transpiration for growth, etc. Um, the irrigation is a huge important part of all this. Uh, why? Because you want to have the most control over your root zone. Does that make any sense? I mean, in of terms of yeah. in terms of controlling what you're providing to the plant and where you want to take the plant to towards, right? Um, one of the things that dry substrates do is allow you to play with that irrigation strategy. So if you have a, a substrate, like I was, I, I kind of touched base on that before. If you have a, a plant, a, a, a Growing medium that has a lot of water holding capacity, eighty percent water holding capacity. And what would be an example of a medium that's um, like cocoa? That? Cocoa, one hundred percent cocoa, for instance. Nothing wrong with cocoa. Love sure, cocoa. sure, you grow. Absolutely. You grow a certain way with it. But you do have to grow a certain way with it, and it's great for when you're growing for mass vegetative mass. It's probably the best. If you have a plant that requires that has a, a flowering period, you probably want to steer towards a, a drier medium that has some a possibility of e- more easily being controlled, have mm-hmm. more dry-down periods in between uh, feedings. And how would that benefit the plant? The way it benefits the p- a plant that has flowering, so not, it's not just a vegetative plant. Sure, sure, sure. So, so it's a, flowering. A, now, a, yeah. a plant that has a, a flowering stage and, and a fruiting stage, the way it benefits is that 
by having a certain amount of stress mm-hmm. or the, the fi- not having the, 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 the moisture so high at all times, you basically are sending a signal via stress, via, right. via somewhat of an water stress. Um, you're sending a signal for the plants to put more energy into their reproductive structures. Go flower, go seeds, go, you know, make right. sure, Those take care of the like. next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the plant does naturally. Now, you can use... And that's scientifically the, proven? Oh, uh, yeah. It, but that's actually... That's actually, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually, if you think about it... It's so it, obvious to some people, I guess. No, no, no. It, but just think about it. You were yeah. thinking about how... We talk about this stuff all the time, but we think we're just doing crazy hippie magic. We don't think yeah. it's science. No, listen. Think about the, the 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 deserts and think about how the plants develop there and what is the size of desert plants and think about the equator. What you have are completely different conditions to grow very different plants or even the same plant, but it would be very different morphology of the plant. Right. In the equator close to the equator you have basically no variation, variation in photo temperature period. and photo period, photo period exactly you have basically 12 12 mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of where it is and you don't vary much the temperature throughout day and night there's no day night variation so the plants don't get stressed and very very very, very humidity because you high have humidity. very yeah. high high humidity mm-hmm. so basically what you have is a very very vegetative environment sure. what do you have tropical forests what do you have in weed sativa or what we called sativa <laughs> well yeah and Is also you don't really thing? get and, and people have real hard right. times people have real hard times growing strains that or just growing in general if they don't know what they're really doing and the strains don't work in that spot like terrible results like in brazil and stuff i had friends who like i got seeds and I couldn't grow nothing there. And I was like, Jesus, like, come on, we're in Brazil. Brazil but Brazil is a very big country. So it goes from yeah, very, I mean, were, very, you know, equatorial Amazon right. to, well. Well, they were, they were at the top pretty much. They were, they were at they the were, top. <coughs> so they, they just had a lot of had. problems. They ended up with lots. Of, you know, and also the biggest problem is the photo period screws mm-hmm. people up. So mm-hmm. they probably put a plant outside. It doesn't really worry. You get like at least veg it indoors some, somewhat or else be right on point with the right strain. Cause right. Otherwise, it just goes boom, and you end up with a little nothing, a little nug. Right. And they have a lot more of just, just problem pathogen problems and things that right. that we with, never see. With humidity comes comes that, right. I guess. I mean, the easy to. But with dryness comes bugs, pr- at least mites. It, it could be russet mites love dryness. You, t- you tell us about russet mites. <laughs> Scare us a little bit more. No, no, no. We're already scared. We're already of them. scared. We're already make like, us less afraid. Yeah. Are you guys have... t- like if a greenhouse in one of your studies gets russet mites? What, how do you do I, that? I, how I, often I do you like, think of quitting? You, it, it would have been it would have been um, uh, biological that would go after it. And I right now off the top of my head can't remember exactly what it was, but it was probably a biobest uh, uh, bug that we would put. That would go after the the, the russet mite, so you but it was a just hard like, problem to. You to, wouldn't to freak solve. out and go to the grocery store and buy everything <laughs> and use it all at once, <laughs> no, nonstop for two always. weeks. It depends on what type of greenhouse or, you're running in 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 or or grow that sure. you're running. Uh, now in Colorado, there's certain things you cannot use. Well, Absolutely. in greenhouses, there's there's a 
And would would uh so then would like a full like a hundred percent cocoa be a really advantageous then since it's always wet and they don't really like that or do they? Because I've never had I've never had them in fluorescent mites. So. But you know the the, the the entire brigade of other problems would mm-hmm. be ready to to start. Mm-hmm. So you might have more problems with vitium. You might have more problems with rhizoctonia. You might have more problems with other um, uh, fungus or even bacteria that thrive in humidity usually your enemy is excess moisture not the opposite not the opposite and that goes for 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 pests and diseases uh it, it also goes to being able to have a better control on the plant itself have the plant do what you wanted the plant to do you know and that's that's go go, go reproductive initiate or at least trigger the reproductive trend um earlier or faster um when you are putting it into the flower photo period, like you go, you transition to 12 hours. Is it 12 hours? 12 hours, yeah. Um, you, there, we have questions about that. I have so many questions. <laughs> so I have questions. More plant pathology <laughs> questions. There's so many questions. Tell so, me. tell us more. Oh, question one. <laughs> Bring it on. Tobacco mosaic virus. How real a threat is that for our crop? It probably very big because. Oh boy, damn it! That was, was one thinking, of the ones. Uh, I thought it was not much of a problem. I was problem. like, oh, that one's a myth. No, <laughs> well, no, I mean, the thing no. is that people think they always have it, but then but it's, always always some, it's always russet mites or something else. That broad and well, broad mites and cyclamen mites. It's, 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 there's, a, there's, a, there's a cycle of transmission of of the virus, mm-hmm. right? Um, many things can do that. Uh, usually, insects. Um, is it true that if you smoke cigarettes and then you handle cannabis it's plants true, and make it's cuttings? It's true. I can I can only attest to tomatoes, solanacea, sure, sure, sure. very close to. That's the, what we hear. That's the, what. And everyone. you are forbidden, literally, to smoke in or close or have smoked and enter a, a tomato greenhouse facility. Whoa! Now, could the smoke FYI. the smoke itself could actually get it? You think, or like if you smoked in your room? Not me personally, but if somebody smokes cigarettes in their room, is that someone yeah, goes yeah, to your yeah, yeah. smoke yeah, itself? Yeah. You, you think don't it? want you don't want anything tobacco related mm. because that's one of the really that, that would be one of the portable. So so and think of how many dirty guys in their rooms yeah. just smoking well, away. Dude, how many people smoke smoking spliffs? Smoking spliffs. Yeah. No, it's for, if you go to a commercial greenhouse, one of the things that you do have besides all the precautions as you enter, like the the the, the bleach the bleach uh, pad where right. you put your feet on, on. Yeah, uh, you 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 put you put um, uh, what do you call it? those those sterile st- sterile socks on your put feet yeah you put the 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 cap on your head for the hair you put a you could put a white coat i mean you enter these greenhouses you're basically ready for a merger, major surgery right mm-hmm. um and um the your point before. Contact high is a real thing. We've proven scientifically. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I'm getting. I think I'm getting secondhand in the mail. Um, no, but you po- were making a point about yeah, uh, the, tobacco mosaic. The tobacco mosaic, right? Um, Transmi- transmission. So transmission. So we, uh, we were asking if smoking tobacco in a greenhouse could transmit tobacco mosaic specifically to your plants. Right in those greenhouses. Yes. Or in a in, in a those grow. greenhouses, one of the things you would also see—that's the train of thought that yeah. I just lost and I just gained again. Yeah. Is that so? Is is big signs with no smoking, and it's not because this is the United States and it's forbidden to smoke anywhere. It's because it matters for right. the crop. That's specifically a huge tobacco mosaic or just in general poor air quality is not good for plants well, no no specifically to, uh, 
tobacco mosaic. Mosaic virus. You can get tobacco mosaic. Wow. Everybody. See, people are six people just logged off because they're like, what what am I going to (laughs) do? While they're smoking, <laughs> yeah, they're like right putting now. out their throwing out their ashtrays. Maybe, maybe, but but to to qualify that, that's tobacco from the tobacco plant. No, it's no, we're talking about tobacco from the tobacco, tobacco plant, plant right? But yeah, but herbs right. probably cool unless it has this, tobacco mosaic virus, right? Unless it has tobacco mosaic what? virus already that's contaminated. So, so maybe you have to run some ELISA virus tests to to determine whether it has. Or so. Not. Back to the tobacco mosaic thing. So definitely, if you can get it from burned and in the air, you can get it from someone's hands if they smoke a cigarette and then go Absolutely. make cuttings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if they roll their own. Especially if they roll their own. No, you oh. do not, you do not want smokers to well, that was, be one of your growers. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Paula, you just made enemies with too many people. We have to leave the show right now. I'm sorry. All right. That's I'll changing a lot. That's changing a lot. No, this is awesome. That's a d- definitive statement. That wasn't even a, like you should. Shouldn't have. That was like. You, no. I mean, absolutely For me not. to smoke a cigarette, I would have to take a shower before I go to the greenhouse. Really? Yeah. You well, couldn't I'm, just wash I, no, your I'm hands. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, I would just wash my hands. But yeah. I, I'm just saying, yeah. it's it's a serious precaution that every tomato grower is very aware of. But you wash your hands for sure. Frequently. Like if you smoke a cigarette, you have to wash. Oh, no. speak of the devil. Oh, 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 he missed it. He missed the whole thing. It was in the car. Did you hear about tobacco mosaic virus? So if you smoke a cig in a grow, if you, from the smoke being around plants, they can get tobacco mosaic. This is a plant PhD, by the way. This isn't me saying this. This is true. If you don't wash your hands after you smoke a cig, she said she would go take a shower before she went into uh, a grow. This is a, this is a scientist. This ain't me talking. Science. He's not, saying, he's not saying anything. Nope. So. Nope. Sorry, he's team. You, he's team. We didn't even get to he's the team, Pepsi he's thing. He's all team can fan today. He can't even listen to us. He's like, whatever. So what do we have right now? That, that's what I was thinking. Was just waiting to finish. Pepsi, I heard, is really bad in the room too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I heard. We didn't it even was, go into the we results we of having Pepsi. Have, in the, <laughs> <laughs> so TM. So TMV is a real thing. You can get it from smoking cigs and not washing your hands and touch. Just touching plants or like cutting plants? Cutting is even worse. worse. Cutting even worse, but just touching even like through the stomata can get You know, it. some people end up being, when there's a little risk, why take any chances? Sure, I agree, Right. Yeah. So, so all these precautions that seem so off the wall, they end up being insurance plans that people decide to take. Before anything can go wrong, so it, it and that's just one of the many that in greenhouses, commercial greenhouses, we're talking about twenty acres under glass, huge investment, sure. millions at stake, lots of plants. Definitely should be running around smoking blunts in those places. Why would that's you a- take any chances? <laughs> of so course, if it's as easy as you know maintaining clean environments, uh, uh, preventing people from. Just coming from the outside, opening the door, boom, they're inside. Right. Having quarantine zones. Um, so here's one big thing. In greenhouses, you usually run with positive pressure to keep things out. But in indoor rooms, you usually run negative pressure to keep the smell in. Right. Well, uh, they used to. Now they don't. Right. Now, have yeah, to. right. now a lot of people still run negative pressure. Oh, yeah? They, they don't have to, but they still do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it's... It's, you just touched on it as something that's like a second nature, but they're obvi- in the broad view, I think feel like... There are advantages to, to grow in a positive, meaning 
you 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 want the pressure blowing out blowing out yeah because you want that's one of the exclusions strategies of excluding pests of course you have to have your insect netting and all of that um, what's insect netting because we don't have that well i can guarantee that we don't have that well if you're growing indoors probably you don't have to unless you have it on your vents i guess if you oh, are yeah, exchanging yeah, 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 yeah. we have like that stuff dust rooms. sure we got those okay okay and um they could be how I mean, often would you clean that as part of an ipm program your insect <laughs> netting well if you when are, you if sucking, you're measuring, you sucking, if you're, you're like, measuring uh, your airflows you and your air exchanges, <laughs> and you're not getting the air exchanges you when, need, so you, you wouldn't to, clean it preventatively to like remove. Of course, you probably are in the regime. Of course, you would. I think you would need to clean those things. I think I, you have to get a calendar job and just Jason. do it regularly. Um, same thing with cleaning glass to make sure that. Sure, like when you clean glass, yeah. yeah. When you clean glass. <laughs> Like, no, that's the reason. So that never happened. Yeah, I was so gonna say that never happened in the history of, yeah, yeah. of growing rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you do it as often as you do that. Yeah. We're talking about greenhouses here. The same same rules apply as far as gotta clean, gotta the, clean glass. the glass. Gotta clean the glass. Gotta clean the outside of the whole thing. So yeah. let's go back to wait. What time is it? It's five oh eight. We should do another round of shout outs. Then we should do another half hour about hydro. Forty five minutes about hydro. There you go. There you go. Big big speaking of hydro. Big big shout out to way to grow. If you need hydro or soil or anything in between, actually. You can get it at Way to Grow. And Concentrate Corner is at their 1051 Platte River location. So if you need anything for that gear, hit them up. They're also doing their canna sale this month. Sale 20, on? 25% off all, all the, all canna, I think, yeah. Oh, all, yeah. all nutrients, all the nutrients. And then 30% off the canna boost. And, and then, then the cocoa 16 99 for the canna cocoa, 50 liter sack. Boom. All the way to I like the boom this time. You got boom. a boom in that one. Yeah. Try tell to keep him, Tell him uh, Adam Dunn's show on the way out. Yep. When they ask what your account is. And, you know, some people be are nice trying this be in nice more about places. It. Be nice Don't about be a dick. It. Don't be like, <laughs> yo, Adam Dunn's show. What are you thinking? No, be nice. <laughs> Don't write it on a piece of paper and hand it to them. Because you know, then it seems weird, like you're robbing them. Shady. That's too shady. Too shady. Don't be shady. Just be nice. Be like, oh, Adam, uh, Adam Dunshow, I think, works. And they'll be like, well. And then you'll see. You'll see what happens after that. Tell them what you heard on the show. Tell them everything you heard on the show. Ask them about their uh, vapor problems there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got vapor, your vape? vapor you, pressure differential? Exactly. If, I, if I can jump in. Be cool. That's the biggest thing. Don't don't go up and go. Where's my discount? Give me a discount. Be Wait. cool. Nate doesn't well, even work for them. I, I don't even work for them, but I had stores before, and I know like you come in and like kindness gets you a good discount. Yeah, just so being be a cool, cool guy. Just being a cool guy. They're yeah, dying to give you a discount. Advice. That's pretty much the Adam Dunshaw discount. And grab itself. candy if they're a dick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I'd say that was the other one. Are these labeled? They should be on the. No, not no. labeled. This one's Sour Sunset. This one is the one, is this the one that smelled like cucumbers? That's the one this flavor. One and that like cucumbers. cucumbers is the one flavor that Incredibles probably hasn't done yet, but there yeah. should. Yeah, Incredibles should. did we come up with a cucumber flavor for them? That's like one? a very Japanese-y flavor. That would be good. Yeah. A little jasmine cucumber flavor. Uh-huh. Big shout out. Or <laughs> cucumber lime. Cucumber citrus. Uh, big shout out to Incredibles Edibles. Our favorite uh, infused or non-infused chocolate, really, is the bomb. I wish they did. You know what I, I wish they did a not infuse. What about a crispy bar? I, I, at night, I end up I have a bunch of little bars, and I'm always like, oh, yeah, a little of that, a little of this, a You like crispy bars? Like crispy. A, like a crackle? I used, to, I used to as a kid. I don't right? know. If they did a I crispy? 
Yeah, I haven't been. It's a good texture. Good look. It's good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're giving some hints. <laughs> oh, scientist. Oh. Uh, scientist. Not scientist on whatever that no, is. No, but oh, matter. whatever that is. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so what? What do you think it is? We would use Second your deductive. Do you use your deductive <laughs> skills to determine what this is. I uh, know, but I can smell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course you can. Is it the same? They're both. There's two different from two different strands. Um. Yeah, all by dark. Well, we're getting there. I'm moving through the line. I'm gonna. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's a callback. I'm setting up. I know. I've been doing this for a little bit. Yeah. Was that the segue? Was that? The no, we're not segue. It's a setup. We're going to build the soil, then we're going to come back to get her comment and segue it on. I got you. Big big shout out to build the soil. Uh, Jeremy holding us down. We should do another organic step. So we should do Jeremy scientists with growstone scientists and have a science. Oh. Another scientist battle. Another battle? A secondary battle? Hydro versus soil science battle. Oh, finally. That's what everybody's been wanting that's, forever. They've been wanting that then forever. that's the mic that. drop. She, want, she wants that. Look at her. She wants you, that. She wants that. Look at her smile. Yeah. She wants it so much. She wants it bad. Oh, yes. The battle has the, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Oh, my Hydro God. Gauntlet. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. And then. And big, and wet, big wet gauntlet just went. <laughs> yeah, big splash. The hydro, the hydro gauntlet has been thrown and down. And throw, throw the water. Issues, yeah. scarcity, California. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're doing this. All right, it's going to be happening. This Jeremy, find your scientist because yeah. you can pick Bring whatever it. you want to go against the hydro scientist in a head-to-head. Oh, this is good. Oh, you got a show. That's a show, buddy. <laughs> it's electric in here. Um, so let's bring it back around. This stuff. Wait, where, where'd the jars go? We didn't finish. It went in my pocket. Gone. Well, no, we're coming, oh, down, we're coming around to KTI smelling KTI Okay, so Paula, what, what do we got here? What do you think this is? I couldn't, to be honest, I couldn't distinguish between the two. So if they're two strains, oh um, well, no, but what do you, what would you call oh. this compound? Like, what is what is this to you? What okay. is this to you? Yeah, a resin. It's sure, sure. It's a hydrocarbon extract. Yeah. It's, but we call it live resin, actually. So it's good that you call it a resin. Yeah. yeah. They, they take the live, live plant. Live opposed to dead? They take the plant right at harvest and freeze it oh. immediately. Okay. And then they extract it like that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Don't kill it while it's alive, actually. <laughs> Still, at least they freeze it first. You Don't know? kill it while it's alive. You can only kill things while they're alive, buddy. You can't oh, kill good. things when they're dead. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> don't like just just don't make it all right adam what's your scientific opinion of this stuff put it on a nail oh that's my scientific that's yeah, my, that's that's my, i don't know how else you do it you can distinguish the two the smells of the two yeah, I mean, yeah you can actually these, these are close these this are one close. actually smells like Very cantaloupes close. to me that one's got that cantaloupe can, i like that cantaloupey smell kti has the kti is like over there with the jars and the he's rig got, he's got it all but he hands it over at the right time actually i did see it now no oh, this is this feels more soapy. tim martin yeah, wants a shout out soap feeling there it is smell here soapy and that's got a more that's, citrus yeah but very light like that's why i say cantaloupe because it's almost like not citric enough it doesn't even have that it's right. like kind of yeah. fruity but this melony it's melony an melony. after smell of, of, of soap terps you see the soap in there? What's that? No? Okay. Should be. I like that one better. Whatever it is. Which I one like is the, the this one better? The cantaloupe? Oh, the citrus? cantaloupe. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that's what I'm about to AJ would call chickweed, actually. Is so that, who would? The AJ would call that chickweed. Chickweed? Of the two. That would yeah. be chickweed. That would, that would be weed for girls. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. One for one. Fruity or... I like those I'm ones, too. Fruity and spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, this is this is a, a, a I guess that would be a dude weed. A dude, okay. More dude like. I don't personally ascribe, but 
You're more, you're more like a, the the chickweed. I resin. like the chickweed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and taste. that's Good taste. that's what we. I mean, this one's really citrusy to me. It's like orange yeah. blossom, though. Yeah. It's not like full on. It doesn't have like the bitter. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. it's a very pleasant after smell. Oh. This one came out. And this one, this which is the one? Came this out, is the though. one you said was soapy. 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 Soapy, uh, sure. You can call it soapy. Right yeah. You see I, the soapy? Right when I can't answer. Soapy is really, <laughs> it's very bright. Sorry, Scuba. Looks like I'm going to a wine taste, yeah. except it's real that's, wine. That's what we do. It's a, it's a resin <laughs> right? taste. It's yeah. an ADS resin taste. Or what would you say? Master no, Sommelier. This one tasted, this Harvest one, the flavor popped out more than you think, actually. Which one? Right. The cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Sour Sunset, that's called. I like it. So the Sour, su- the sour Sunset live, live sugar. So far, let me clean that up. What are you thinking of the texture out? I mean, digging that? You know, it's funny because it, uh, at Color first I was really not into it because it's always like, it's going bad, it's going somewhere, but it depends how stable it is. Like, if it sits like this for a couple of days, I'm cool with it. Stabilizing doesn't oxidize? Or does it separate? Doesn't so this stuff? They kind of like migrate away from each other. Like the turps love and the waxes all okay. kind of like go like, you know what, later, and then they go like that way, and then all of a sudden you're like trying to mix them up after the fact, and it doesn't really work, and then you're like, huh. Some people love that stuff. It's like it's like the chicken nuggets in the sauce. She 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 knows what we're talking about, but she calls it different, more boring stuff. Yeah, she's like, that is so untechnical. I, I only talk acronyms, acronyms, acronyms. But we try, but ours are pretty much usually. Uh, uh, but that's, that's my theory on live res, though. Like if you said more, it, ours become puns. They yeah, they like all turn into puns. Acronyms that become puns. That's so. a pun waiting to happen. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about live resin that I actually kind of, li- I guess, conceptually like is I mean, that if you like leave it's it out, terpy as fuck. It'll eventually sure. like. the two will separate. You'll get like the crystalline. You, you would like get pure that. crystalline, dude. What Tanner does? Look at this. Check this out. Boom. Put some on your finger. Yeah, and you rub it, and the terps all evaporate, and you just get THCA crystals on your finger. That's awesome. That's your new I thing. think that's cool. You don't like that? And you can uh, rub watching it you rub your fingers is a little and, weird. And let it work today? <laughs> no, it looks I mean, too it's not calculated. Active. You know, the little finger rub. <laughs> <laughs> THCA. No, I'm not the THCA it. rub. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> smells good, though. It smells yeah. good. Yes. And it's like, look, THCA. It it's like, you know, um, back does in Amsterdam, back in Amsterdam, Werner used to, uh, to prove a point, he would, because he smoked pure, well, now I got he smoked pure joints, and this is like, in Holland, to smoke pure joints, you'd be like, a, whoa, you're crazy. You're like, crazy, they think, man. They think you're out of your mind. You it's know? like walking around drinking And he's a Dutch guy, and he would, uh, I don't know, I don't know where he came up with this concept, but his idea was that because the weed was so pure, and it wasn't tobacco... He could just rub the ash onto his pants, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, he just, and he would do that all the time. And I'd, he'd come in the room and I'd be like, you smell like an ashtray. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it was pretty much like, what are you trying to do? And I don't know. It just had this weird, it's like, oh, no, it's so clean. I can rub it in my, I don't know. Anybody who knows Werner from back in the day will exactly know what I'm talking about. But it's not really, it doesn't disappear, put it that way. But it doesn't smell as bad as tobacco. That's the problem is over there, everybody smokes tobacco. So yeah. Adam, yes, are you finishing stop. this? Oh, no, what are you doing here? What are you doing? All right, I didn't know if on you were still resin, talking. <laughs> Take down the whole place. On the resin thing, could you actually get the effect? It's not active. Just orally. No. Yeah, you would have to heat, heat it, it to decarboxylate no, no, no. I mean, the THC. Topically. Can you just topically, would it diffuse and get into a bloodstream It wouldn't go into your bloodstream. something else to no. carry it in. You need so a carrier. Something. Okay. Like DMSO or something. What or is that alcohol. acronym? Rub some alcohol in there. That'll probably do it. We don't know what they mean. We just know the acronyms. <laughs> it's a controversial substance that gets stuff in your bloodstream. That was stuff they used to sell in hobby shops when I was a kid. DMSO? Yeah, it was crazy. For what? 
Because you can make rub it on your rub it on you rub it on your joints and made your so people were like going to hobby shops to buy it to rub on their on their like arthritis or something. Uh huh. On their on their arthritic spots and be like, yeah, my grandfather actually picked it up. I mean, he works with other topicals. I'm just wondering why wouldn't he work with this? So it doesn't pass the blood brain barrier. It does not unless it's decarboxylated. Someone tell me if I'm wrong on this. Dr. Marco, I'm sure, tell me if I'm wrong. On this. They'll slap you from the from I don't right know if it doesn't screen. pass the blood-brain barrier either way or it just doesn't connect with the cannabinoid receptor if it's not decoxylated. But it doesn't work unless you heat it. you got to cook it or burn it. And if you want it raw, okay, there's, so there's THCA, but that doesn't get you high. So it depends. If you're just trying to get medicinal effect, totally, you can probably just rub it on, absorb it, and have some medicinal effect. This is probably going to help me from getting finger cancer. But no. Yes, if you if you used it as well, I don't think any of us would have finger cancer because we rub so much weed. Who's the last person last guy who had finger I, cancer? Nobody, yeah, yeah, done. No. Done. That's it. We cured it. Cannabis cured. Make sure cancer. you rub all your fingers, you know. <laughs> That's true. Try to do it. The yeah. pinky, like the yeah. pinky don't leave is it out. just for don't. show, though. <laughs> you don't need it anyway. <laughs> no, Yakuza approved that. You, don't yeah, you, need can, you can get rid of a pinky. It's not a big deal. You can spare that's one. There, that's that's the sparable one. There's, there's <laughs> quite a few the hardest one to rub your turps on, though. You don't. Yeah. This is hard. Well, this hard. is not oh, science. We're way off. She's really good at. She's really good at touching your fingers. No, that's like, I, that was like a turbo <laughs> mode there. Like, she's like, wait, finally, my one skill that I haven't been able to tell anybody about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look what I can do. So we're not talking about science or hydro what? or anything. No. We were talking about Dark Horse Concentrates, and I guess that's a ringing endorsement that we got so far off. Obviously <laughs> baked. And then um, we're supposed to talk about him, I guess. After how that. terpy? We're going there. Oh, yeah, that guy. How terpy is this? Good? No, that was very terpy. Very terpy. More Which terpy one did you like one. more? The, uh, the second one was more terpy, for sure. Which one was the one non-labeled the one, non-labeled. Jay? Non-labeled. What was it? It's not up there, Everyone's, but it's right here. <laughs> Jay? Hulk? What's the non-labeled one? Everyone's looking up. Orange mint. Ah, oh, there we go. Was it minty to you? The slab was very minty smelling. No. No, it wasn't minty at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Sorry if I ruined anybody's day with the non-mintiness. No, it's okay. It wasn't minty. That. I, I, hunt, you know. I know what you mean. Actually, um, our friend Sonny Chiba's got the, the crazy mint stuff. It's really like, super minty? It's just weird, though, because on the if you as you taste it, nothing. No mint. Actually, to the point where I was like, eh, don't even like this, right? I was like, oh, really? This kind of tastes... Mm. And then I exhaled pure aquafresh mint it was weird and i was like dude this is bizarre we did it tested it on like six people they all said the same you're right aquafresh kind of like so cheap aquafresh i don't know what strain it is he can tell us it's the aquafresh he knows i told him whatever this thing is it's now called aquafresh and that was it it was done done deal done deal it was an official done deal spark that for me boss which one? What are you doing? This? Oh, no. Oh, oh. All right, so get back to science. Come on. Come well, on. I'm, so I'm segueing back to shout out, and that's going to be the science. Don't worry. This is a long segue. You're getting lost in my segue. Are we still on a segue? Yes, Vegin Bloom. Vegin Bloom is a hydroponic. They work in hydro. They obviously work in dirt, too. Adam's using it in dirt, but they're designed for hydro. Right. Now, what's interesting about Vegin Bloom, and where I got to bring it back to what we were talking about before, is where you're really trying to dial in and customize your growing method. Um, veg and bloom, so one size is this. Do you, Adam, is it the same amount, same PPM the entire? No, 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 you change the PPM. Okay, so then it is the exact same thing, but it's a sort of a one, one size fits all. It's one 
scoop of this powder. It's like doing your laundry almost. It's, it's really simple, literal, right? It's, it's a half a. It's like a half a teaspoon up to one and a half teaspoon. It's pretty much the ratio. Yeah. And then you just work, the, and then you know you use your easy meter pretty much at that point. So you do change your pH. It's not just the same, same all the time, but no, it just goes same, up, same. and then and that's you add, it. And you add this stuff called size. There's another product. So they, they have. What is that? I mean, oh. that's Mystery. the other laundry detergent that you use. It's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's special, the fabric softener. That's the fabric softener part. You know, you don't use quite as much, but you put that in on the front. Just and, and then I think a lot of it is actually the same. It's just they're trying to, it's their one way to change the whole formula because otherwise, if it if it really was the same thing all the way through, then it would just be a bunch of different green, it's just different a bunch of green stuff that would look really, you know, so they have to give you, what they do is you put in the size product first which brings you right up to around 1.2, 1.4, and then you just top it off with their original formula. So I believe that a lot of the same stuff, so they're just switching it back. <clears throat> Size is like more concentrated maybe? Probably, Yeah. probably. So anyway, <laughs> Vagin Bloom. And then they have this other product called Push, which is their uh, foliar. That's their new foliar, yeah. And you yeah. do that every five days. And do you like that stuff? Are you using it? It seems good, yeah. Works good. I Works like good. I add that to the photosynthesis a little bit and get mm -hmm. it all stinky. Then the photosynthesis is so stinky. We're going to go to the science of stinky. The photosynthesis oh. is, okay, can yeah. you elaborate? There's a product called photosynthesis stuff. Photosynthesis plus. It's a microbial, it's a microbial product and it's so stinky. Not, <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> I haven't smelled photosynthesis yet. She's like, wait a minute, this guy thinks he smelled me. it. Yeah, I'd smell it. When the plants are pushing out that photosynthesis, I go, like, woo, you stink. <laughs> No. Well, that would be a good stink, <laughs> yeah. right? If no. they're doing what they're but supposed I, yeah, to do. Stinky means good sometimes. But yeah. I believe, I mean, and this stuff literally smells like sewer water. You know, you open it up and you're like, wow, you guys have packaged sewer water. And you, you're and then I mix it, it with a little us. kelp. I mix it with a little kelp. And I'm like, this is, I should call this the Jersey Shore, dude. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is my new product. It's stinky water and kelp. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That was last night, actually. I was, doing, I was mixing that up last night, and I was like, oh, yeah, Jersey yeah, Shore. Sure, that's I thought great. of that as I walked up we the gotta stairs. we got to make that meme. Like, that's a product right there. Mm -hmm. But uh, they so. like stinky, huh? Why do, they like, why do plants like it so stinky? <laughs> Back to gross stones. <laughs> why do plants like it so stinky? <laughs> you guys only grow on non-stinky hydro, though. So, yeah, you guys, you guys <laughs> grow on hydro, which is... Nate, take, take, stink, introduce stinky yourself. Stinky in the hydro world Why are you tends, sitting on our table? Anaerobic. Thing. It's like yeah, anaerobic that's like a That's an indicator not, of... And that's not... Um, that dab got me so yoga. baked, and I still taste it. <laughs> What's that? That dab got me baked, and I still taste it. That's good. Tim Martin wants to... Tim Martin, tell Tim us Martin's about Dark what? Horse Concentrates. Give it... No, can you dab? What, what, what? Smell. Dab. Here. Can you dab? I don't, I don't know if he's allowed to. Tim Martin, can you dab? Do you even dab, bro? Do you even dab, bro? I don't know. Where's your badge? Yeah, did you bring it? It's at the casa. Um, oh. Well, good, good of you. What, yeah. you what if I lose it, man? We're all going to hang out at a dispensary after this. You, you didn't bring it? You can't you come? Even <laughs> come on. <laughs> We're going to go smoke weed and grow illegally. What? No, this is just this is just a, a way to keep... It just keeps stuff in there, and then this is a little thing. See? It matches. You know, it's funny because these other kids were like, dude, that's the coolest tie ever. I'm like, yeah. This is, this is, this is a tie that I wear. I wear this all the time. It's a clip-on, but it's a carabiner. It's a carabiner clip-on. So it's for, cool. It's industrial. It's total Colorado right here. This would be the Colorado tie, which would be, yeah, Colorado Tux, nice. which is carabiner connected to a dab rag. 
Yeah, organized. You know, we because uh, you got this, you got to wipe. So this, you wipe this. So you gotta, yeah, you wipe the resin like, off. It's all on dirty. This. It's There's all a grungy. Whole ritual I'm learning. It's yes. all grungy and dirty it's because we've, we've wiped a, a bunch of resin on it. Unbelievable. It's like absinthe. Yeah. Blah, blah blah. Yeah, don't show that part. Well, that's 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 why I'm even on the outside. I don't care anymore. Like, <laughs> I got. I can already. get more. I and can this, get more. This. This. Put the resin on, and it doesn't. It's the only thing it doesn't this stick. Silicone mats, so they can. So you keep a lot of it. And keep it on. Store slip slap. That's how it sells. No, no I can chopped it up. You know. Like okay. This is actually this was a this was a huge like something like. Take this. a dab. Yes, I gave you the rig, dude. It's a. Uh, he's just it's kind of like, like the scientist. I'm talking about. No, 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 no. I, Tim, the scientist. It's like they took the bud, and actually put it in the jar. What? Like they took the turps from the bu- wait, like, no, that is what explain. everyone else does. So it's that doesn't sound very unique. They <laughs> no, 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 put no, jars wait. and then they sell Hold on, that. hold on, hold on. Hold Major You know when you go into your grow and you'll touch the buds, you, when you're, you're trying to you get drunk. Those... Hey, well, you're not anymore, but back in the day. No, I didn't would you go do... in there drunk all the time? No, I wasn't. Yeah, Adam, why is that the first thing you bring? I know, what a dick. I know. I never grew while I was drinking. I want to know how much you were touching the plants. That's why I went. Because if you're drinking, you touch them way too much. You get all... Uh, look at this so one anyway go. shaking them and stuff <laughs> you're lucky i love you <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> me Were you too. shaking the plant it would be true if i would have had drinks at that point anyway in time, so but tim, that's not the way tim's talking about when you go in your grow and you touch when you your go to your grow and you're I just you just try and get the profiles of your buds here i got it you don't have to hold on i'm checking because it falls he knows how to use are you mic. trying to make sure that i don't fall off the table yeah. just just do your all right thing. so <laughs> when you actually. take the, you know what you, you try to get that profile and like you were saying you know you get that turps on your fingers you can rub it on your fingers and you smell it it's hard to transfer that it's really hard to transfer that and this smells a lot like that it's fantastic did so, you taste it yet good job I'm gonna taste it now so That's sorry for interrupting the, I was just surprised it, watch, it was no, that don't important drop the mic. you had to stop what you mic. were doing how much how long have I been doing this I don't know because I saw you about to wait leave. wait, wait you had to stop doing it in order to come tell yeah, us right, that's how impressive it was is what you're saying you're impressed yes that's great that's thanks great. thanks well, guy good work Tanner all right back to gross hey, you weren't part of that crew with the flash on that thing were you what stop each time I look there's another one yeah I know they just keep growing so like Growstone Hydro is <laughs> You're you're fine tuning this whole process as as you were kind of saying. Um what is kind of new to us I guess or mm-hmm. new to us knowing for sure is that you're driving this process with the vapor pressure differential which is pulling the water through the plant. <clears throat> There's obviously an optimal speed, right? Like, if you pull the water too fast, it doesn't get the nutrients, I'd imagine. If you pull it too slow, it already digested nutrients sit around, I guess. Yes? Bad stuff? Uh, that's Metabolites? That's a different something. way of saying it. Yep, yeah, that's not incorrect. Good <laughs> job. That's how we roll. Good job. That's how we roll. <laughs> we try to stay like non, Non-incorrect metaphors is pretty much <laughs> the entire thing we go by. We don't want to be so dry that the plant cannot keep up with transpiration. Of course. That's basically... What happens then? Death. What happens then is that... That's a very good question. It's very important, actually. Um, what happens then is that the stomata basically trend to, tend to close, 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 because they're in stress. They're trying to prevent water losses because they are Keep in the pressure it, water stress, and therefore they're closed stomates. What happens when the stomates are closed? Transpiration does not happen, but also photosynthesis doesn't happen. Mm, because that is the huge. same that is the same entry door for the CO2 that comes in for the photosynthesis and the water that comes out 
in the form of water vapor. So if your room is too humid, it, that's primarily when they would close, right? No, 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 no. That's exactly They'd what I was be saying open, before. But it wouldn't come out. With w right, with with high humidity, don't necessarily have stomata closure. What you would have is that because then, again, you remember the pipe I was telling you right. about the plant, the roots, the the stem, and the leaves. The transpiration depends on that VPD. The yeah. VPD is yeah. the debt differential. Well, if that differential is zero, right. nothing happens. It's equal so amount the, of water well, in the you're, air. The you're thing. basically in a state of equilibrium between the air, mm -hmm. the, the pipe, which is the plant, and the roots. So now let's say you're here in Colorado, 30% humidity in your room. If that. If, when you're lucky. Then you would always be transpiring. Constantly. And so what's the best? So it's a good thing, pretty much. It's a good thing as long as you have the water available delivery system to accommodate what the transpiration demand is. Uh, because it will be pretty big if you have a, a big leaf area. And if your temperatures are within the range that they should be, the plant is fully, you know, stomata are open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the plant will be fully transpiring. At 30%, that's actually... Have, have you heard that's of... Uh, have you heard of... Uh, uh, stimulating the stomata to open up uh, aud audibly with like there's a product called Sonic Bloom that came out years ago. What? Just <laughs> chirping. Yeah, it chirps. There's a chirper. Or the, or the what do I wave. say to this? He's asking a serious question, so you should give the man a serious answer. You're sitting in his living room. I will, I will, I will try. So it's a product called uh, Sonic Bloom. came out in the 80s, I believe. And the guys would do it over like uh, black walnut forests and they would like pipe it out through speakers and basically not all day, just at a certain time of the day, chirp for about half an hour and then spray. Basically then the plants would re wake up and open up their stomata and then you would spray the plants and then you'd notice the difference between it. If you didn't have it when they were open and you spray them, they kind of just stay all wet. And when you hit them up when they're all ready for it, they dry out pretty fast because they suck in whatever's available. Uh, I, Okay. Um, Just wondering if you ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, wondering if you ever heard of it. That's that's. Or if the possibility is even there, if these guys are out of their minds. Uh, but they showed walnuts that were like <laughs> twice as big, and you're like, "Damn, what are those?" They you know right. walnuts seem well, like they have hard. Well, other factors to... could have been a play as well. Let's sure. not rule that out. I'm not saying the. I'm not going to say that sound waves say could have an impact because in the end everything is energy and right. vibrations and now I could, we're getting hippie I, yeah, yeah I could go patchouli I could yeah. go patchouli as well some patchouli but around. I would not but I, I, I would just say let's think about this and with respect to the open uh, the open of the somata what we do know for sure so far is that the biggest stimuli that that drives the, the, the opening of the stomata is light. So availability of light, they know they know when it's time. See, there's a threshold of light intensity that mm -hmm. that uh, after which the stomata does does open. It, which which is not to to say that the stomata are fully closed during the night. That's not true as well because plants do transpire during the night. If people didn't know this, that that does happen. Which is actually one of the reasons why. The dry down during the night is so important for that steerability question that I was the issue that I was talking about. Drier substrates dry down through the night much uh, faster, mm -hmm. and therefore at the next day they're ready to change everything. Should you need to change everything? So it's like if you ate um, McDonald's one day, but then you went back to eating vegetables every day, 
Versus just like that. We versus not, if you ate McDonald's we, and then I, just fasted on McDonald's. There or are something. some people, let's say people with high metabolism, that the answer to that question yeah. would be yes. People with very slow metabolism, the it question would be like the answer, soil. it would be like soil. Yeah. yeah. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. the rate at which you can do that depends on the person. The person mm, right. here in this analogy would be the soil. Right, because that's the stomach of the plant, right? The, the, let's say that that's the person. It's the metabolism of that person. If it's a fast metabolism, it will go through everything you give it much faster. The analogy with the root zone in growing media is exactly the same. The drier you are, assuming you have the ability to grow with the dry medium, because mm. if you end watering, you probably not want to be in the dry medium. You no. want to have that water... Um, no, I'm not giving it to Ace. <clears throat> right. <laughs> hey, Mom, check it out. You got to order like six times an hour. Carry it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Just keep going, keep going. She's always complaining about it right now. Right. But you will change it much faster um, if you have a drier substrate. And, and yeah, with the analogy to the um, to the metabolism. It's tough because our, our crowd is very much all about the... Mostly soil. living soil and well, that's know, bigger right. pots. But there's so. no, Here's the thing. We, we have a whole sub-crowd that's into the commercial gardening. That of course. And a lot of people actually have this. to do, you know, it's like car mechanics now. They have to go home. They go home and they work on their pet project, which is the living soil. <laughs> but at work all day, they're working <laughs> on hydro. They just hydro all day. Hydro all day. We like living soil because <laughs> then we can treat it like a pet. And we get to make teas for it. And we get to sprout seeds and use the sprouted seed enzymes. And we get to put coconut water on it. And we get to and pamper it. That's what we live. Don't forget the patchouli. Yeah, extra patchouli. Right. Yeah, yeah, a little patchouli right. sprinkle. And, and, the, and the chirps. Oh, yeah, extra chirps. chirps. A lot of chirps. Yeah, yeah chirps for chirps. There's, there's, there's... The chirps, chirps for, for chirps. chirps. That's my new, that's my new motto. I think there's room... I think... I have them all the time, chirps in my room. I think there's room for everything in terms of... I mean, at least for now, there's room for everything. There is a reason, however, for... When you go for increased efficiencies, to go... There's a reason why you go hydroponics to begin with. Why? Why do we? Do, why are why? we doing this? Tell you answer. I don't know. Yeah. You're the hydroponic lady. <laughs> right. So, so that's the fundamental question, right? If we were doing so well in the soil, why did we, did we go to hydroponics? That's an important question. So let's think about it. Let's all think about it. Well, I mean, right out of the gate, water conservation probably would be exactly. A good that's that's kind of right Pi- there. The biggest financial thing, I'd say, <clears throat> out of the gate, and it's then also environmental re- even. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, I'm thinking with commercial. I'm thinking like a commercial guy. Like, ah. So you're not draining to waste, obviously. No. I mean, well, you, you would on a you would on a really large scale thing just for the fact that they could take that next secondary and turn it into something else. And, but it would recirculate a few times. But, recirculating, yeah. right? If you're at least still recirculating, you could drain to waste with a very large drainage fraction because you're gonna make use of that. It's never going to w- go to waste. We just saw three acres under three acres under glass <clears> for the <throat> first time, and that was pretty exciting for us. So we saw like a real commercial greenhouse. Were they recirculating? No. Uh, no, no they were doing. They had not. these like gantry things that went over the plants and sprayed down on them. It was kind of like a weird irrigation. Sprayed? Well, on the young Dudes plants, would come they out did like dressed a in black and they'd beat up the plants a little bit, <laughs> kick them and stuff, and they'd be like, "All right, get I to got, work." I have a video. <laughs> also. Soviets in there to, yeah. to rip leaves off. They were small, yeah. small plants at that time. Yeah, or yeah, they were yeah. Okay, yeah, they yeah. probably. Well, they used that for irrigation and foliar, and then as they got larger, they sort of had like these longer things that came down and sprayed directly into the. Oh, soil. the the drippers. Yeah, like but the drip stakes. It was like a drip stake, but it wasn't mm-hmm. in the soil. It was on this thing that like slowly moved over the plants. They were like. Like top ear getting it like a field, yeah. 
Interesting. That would only yeah. work what crop was this? That was cannabis. Whoa. Yeah, no, overhead. It sounds strange. That's very strange. Yes, it is strange. But, you know. They seem to know what they're doing. They're trying something, I would say, new. Okay, I have a crazy question. This is one of my crazy questions for a lot of years now. So, vapor pressure pressure differential. Yeah, where do you, where do you do okay, the word. Vapor deficit. pressure <laughs> differential. No, 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 no. Deficit. 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 If you want to go. Just think like same the, thing, right? Just difference. think like but our like the budget. budget. Think like the budget, yeah. No. Vapor <laughs> pressure deficit. Vapor deficit. pressure, it's we're fucked. Vapor basically. pressure deficit. Vapor okay, pressure, so, we're fucked. We're so, fucked. that's how <laughs> water gets pulled through the plant. I always had this crazy idea that ions pulled water through the plant because of cation exchange in the nutrient zone and how the ionic exchange at the cloud level during like a rain activity and how that changed when the rain hit the earth and all this. Is that just crazy hippie magic? I'm smelling patchouli right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's science here. There's science. That water's negatively charged when it hits the surface of true, the earth, true. No. which is typically water's negatively neutral, charged. Thank God. Water's neutral. But right? the, the water that falls out of the bottom of a cloud is a slight negative charge, right? Maybe that's maybe, but I learned that on a science that's website, pollution. but that's not school. <laughs> no. And then, but the earth, so this is the crazy thing. And this is pretty hippie science. Like the surface of the earth usually has a negative charge, but during a rainstorm, it inverts and it gets a positive charge while the surface of the clouds get the negative charge. They usually, the sky usually has a positive charge. Well, there's definitely, after a oh, right. yes, there's definitely there. charges out there. And that pulls stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. stuff includes the nutrients in the water. Right. So, so, so when it comes you answer my question, the answer is yes. Okay. Thank you. We're, and we're done with the show. Thank you, folks, very much. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are we done with the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to qualify that particular part there. I think when you're talking about soil in terms of charges, mm-hmm. The one thing you want to be tar- talking about is cation exchange sure. capacity, yep. right? That's okay. what we like to talk about. Yep. Right. We so know another, that one. Another acronym. CEC. CEC. So deficit, by the way, I'm remembering no, it's vapor no, pressure no, deficit. No, 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 no not oh, CEC deficit. deficit. But yes, I'm just understand. He's just trying to remember. So, remember. so, so that is important in terms of the nutrient, um, uh, the nutrient. Uh, 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 what do you call it? The nutrient pantry that uh. the roots have available with the regime you give it it's to. It's where them. it stores the nutrients before the roots grow. The right? growing media, depending on its CEC, yeah. uh, will be able to or not be able to absorb those positive cations in there calcium, yeah. magnesium. Uh, we call those uh, micros usually for no real good scientific reason, as we've later learned. They are. They oh, are. good. So there you go. Not um, stupid. And it, it, it <laughs> just allows it to hold that so the roots can grab it when they need it, right? It shoots out its own little eye. Well, it kind of works it. both ways. The cation exchange capacity has to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, if the cation exchange capacity is there and yeah. it's, hard, it's, it's, it's high, which, when you provide the plants with calcium, magnesium, I'm just using potassium, you know, all the cations, they're going to be absorbed to that negatively charged complex, right. right? And if there is nothing else to, while they are absorbed, they're not available for plants to uptake. They're basically the buffer. They're the reservoir mm. that eventually will get exchanged by other cations that might be competing for those. So let's say you add calcium. That's a, a that's a calcium with a a, a, a double, double bond, b- yeah. b- balance. So that will be stronger than a potassium. 
So if a calcium gets into close to the negatively charged complex, it will change. So it'll bump rooms. out the potassium. It and will take, take out two potassiums for each one calcium in. So we'll have at least a net gain huh. of two potassiums. Do you so, see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a product line called Nectar for the Gods, and they use a calcium product all the way through <laughs> the flower cycle. Calcium product, okay. And they're the only line that does it, and apparently, I guess it's making a lot, and it's like this weird organic sort of hybrid product. Mm-hmm. Um, but Very yeah, hippie. I Very imagine hippie. it's pushing, oh, super hippie. Super you know know nectar of the gods. It's a lot in the way that they break it down. But what's interesting about it is that it must be pushing out potassium to the roots during your bloom because you're dumping calcium into, especially if you're using their soil, which has a really high CEC, mm-hmm. you're is, just like, and you've is, loaded it with potassium in the beginning during right. your veg cycle, and then bloom, you're just pushing calcium in, and it's all, calcium's all like taking the space, and that's why your your root zone, your, your, when you're done, your root ball with nectar for the gods is like chalky. It definitely has a lot yeah. of calcium mm-hmm. in there. It feels mm-hmm. like a cementy, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. Theories. I, I'll get Scott on the call. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Call him up here. <laughs> Break it down. We'll do that for for the next. One. We'll do a joint, a joint, joint. Episode. We'll do a joint. Yeah, we'll just a couple episode. joints. We'll have a few joints. A few joints. All right. But here's the thing: we, we really are. We're at five forty-five, man. Know, we're getting down. To we're it. down to yeah. it. So, all right. Last questions that we got to get in. Um, I don't. You got any, Adam? <laughs> I asked. You all said my, you I asked, had thousands of. You I asked so, all my years, huge, uh, years, 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 years of the questions. Well, I mean, so is there a CEC an issue at all in? Hydro? In hydro in general? Yeah, like when you're, well, doing, when you're using water, so is there still cation exchange or is that not happening when you're just okay. using water? When we're talking about cation exchange capacity, we're usually talking about the growing media characteristics. That's something that's the chemical characteristic of the media. So in hydro, it would be either your growth so stone cocoa, or your rock wool cocoa or your cocoa. has some cation exchange capacity, depending uh-huh. on the cocoa, probably varies between... I actually couldn't tell you. I don't know exactly, but in the hundreds, 200s between... Between 100 and 200 um, milliequivalents. Um, that's how it's measured. No one but, here but, knows how to oh, measure How many milliequivalents? Yeah. That's going to be the new buzzword in about two years. It'd be like I'm two assuming weeks. I how w- many milliequivalents? <laughs> it's not easy to measure, actually. Um, <laughs> well, that's like terps, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that because clay pebbles made the clay, clay has quite a large cation exchange capacity they would have a large cation exchange capacity is it a positive or a negative to have a large cation exchange capacity that's an interesting question clay doesn't seem like it has a is a good thing for for hydro the little hydro oh for hydro i know for okay what what else for those kind of clay i'm thinking clay clay like clay 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 like clay in the soil yeah clay clay soil sure um it depends in hydroponics, where everything depends on what you provide to the plant or in most hydroponic situations, and I'm calling hydroponic here to everything that is not soil. So I would call peat fertigated mm. hydroponics. I would call cocoa fertigated, meaning you know the, the, the nutrients are delivered when you water, mm-hmm. each time you water. That's hydroponics. Sure. Yeah. And the difference being that soil has soil, a soil, living component? Soil, or? if you don't... Provide the fertilizers for at least an extended period of time that varies depending on the soil and the, ta- the type of plant you're, you're growing. It actually would sustain. It would have enough nutrients so in you it have this and a microflora in it that actually would sustain the growth of the plant. So in hydro, you don't have that ecology. It doesn't... It's not just about the ecology. 
some some hydroponic organic based hydroponic like the peats and the cocos they eventually grow and allow to grow a, a good microflora which is which is always good to have and even the inert substrates that initially are inert like growth zones 100% growth zones is inert eventually with the roots growing and that organic matter building up you will eventually also build a microflora mm. it's not like is this is not stuff? a sterile this is right. not sterile this is just inert meaning it's chemically and physically inert or eventually it will be chemically inert <clears throat> but definitely physically inert so growstones kind of allows you, you you can you're all the influence if you don't know what you're doing those plants are definitely going to die if you know what you're doing those plants will do as well as you drive them to be right there are th- that's one of the reasons why we had to and decided to expand our product line because there are products that we have like the more moisture retentive uh growstone cocoa blends there. they do they do they were designed for growers they're still hand hand feeding right so they could be irrigated every two days every three days depending on the size of your growing container your pot Um, but there's a whole range of to the dry side of that Mm -hmm. of grow sound products that do require you knowing a bit more of irrigation scheduling and where you need to be so that that could be seen as a handicap unless you know well, obviously a lot you guys about are irrigation strategy. Knowledge here. Right. So let's talk irrigation strategy. Okay. You tell so, us. We're soil guys, so we like hand water and go party right, for the weekend and right. then come and back. And there's nothing wrong with that except that it doesn't really give you the control you could and eventually there still needs to be proven. You guys need to see it for yourselves. Um, whether or not having more control over the crop cycle, which in this particular crop is not that long, we're mm-hmm. talking four months, three months, four months. Okay, that's your <coughs> longest. That's your longest strain. Oh no, 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 <coughs> no indoors longest. That's strain? it. That's commercial. Yeah, I mean that's a commercial cycle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In flower or just well, no. total, total cycle. Total cycle. Yeah. Flower sixty days average. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> so with such short growing season i from from my hydroponic background i I could see the great fit to uh for hydroponics moving into this market because then you want to every single day counts what you do one day counts towards the next day you're building up basically and you have a very short crop cycle not like tomatoes where you grow for 10 months right you grow for you you can grow year round but you know um nine ten months it's kind of uh, the so usual you, you if you're not a, interplanting a crop and a quarter if you're just going straight down if you're just running cycles a tomato farmer is going to pull one and a quarter crops a year if he's in a greenhouse obviously yeah and he can actually grow year round you, they could most green most large green commercial greenhouse growers would grow year round but they do interplanting right so we call so that, they would take out part of the they, they basically top the plant uh-huh. and in the meantime they transplant into the ground they plant into the greenhouse the the new seedlings Mm -hmm. they bring into the greenhouse the new seedlings and the old plant that is now finishing the fruits that are on that plant will be harvested and by the time you're bringing the new plant in and start production you take the old plant out and you don't have which overlap it's it's seamless it's basically seamless and they're but they're in the same space at the same time yeah except that that implies a design and anticipation of design 
when you're designing the gutters and the distance between where you put the slabs or the bags or whatever to allow for the space for the interplanting. So if you're growing for right. 365 days a year, you already have to think about this even before you start planting because it's part of your greenhouse design. But that also probably inherently has problems where you have one, if you have any problems on one season, <coughs> you don't have a chance to address it and then it overlaps to the next season, for instance. Because you're never interrupted to kind yeah, of... Yeah, that's why the prevention is such a huge piece. Yeah. yeah. You know, In these greenhouses, you do not take any risks. I mean, you have... You have uh, standard procedures of how to enter the greenhouse. It starts sure. even there. Yeah. You have the, the, the insect netting to uh, even, you know, as tight as to prevent uh, aphid infection um, or, or small, very small uh, bugs to enter greenhouse. Exclusion is key. And then when you deal with problems inside the greenhouse, which if you have plants in nothing is really sterile you're going to have uh, problems eventually you want to be one preventing or or at least combating in a, in a in a level playing field so you 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 bring your brigade of of beneficials mm -hmm. and that keeps things in balance if something gets off balance and you need to bring in chemicals you probably are not where you really want to be with these um, hydroponic um, operations that really claim to be free of pesticides they're sure. they're not organic but they're free of pesticides right. and that's yeah. a huge and advantage properly, commercially i mean the good thing with hydro if it's properly running it will stay pesticide free or test free just because of the fact that it's uh moving Exclusion. too it's moving too fast you know and it's just like yeah, just the healthier the plants the less issues they're going to have sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we could probably talk about sar another acronym sar SAR. SAR. what is it what does it stand for Systemic acquired acquired response resistance resistance. That SARS. You know, a lot of that's hormone hormonal induced and whatnot. I was just throwing out acronyms. We don't have to get it. That's <laughs> see, that's where the organic scientists will be like, oh, sorry. Let me tell you about why organics is better. Sorry, 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 sorry. Systemic acquired. So we'll say that you don't you if you if you don't have a hydro comeback, then then that's good. We'll save it for when we have the organic <laughs> scientists. I don't. We'll save it for the battle. Save that the one battle. for the battle. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's you, what you're going to get me against the water. Yeah. I'll get him with the water, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> battle water. I don't know, Adam. We're at 555. Yeah, I think we need to break it down, probably, huh? We probably got to close it up. All right, but we didn't get into fertigation schedules, irrigation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Any... That's the next time. That's a whole That's a We whole can even do hour. that over Skype. We're, you're still based in Arizona? So, that's not. No, no. I'm no. based in Florida. That's much further. Doesn't matter. Skype goes all the way to Florida. Yeah, we can Skype. We have Skype, Skype it telephone. Skype. Now, now you know. No, I'll just come and visit. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we need you. In the, yeah, we need you in the room. I mean, build the soil does it like once every six weeks. So I hope you like Colorado. <laughs> like, it's gonna be. But summer. he skypes. But he skypes. It could be a Skype battle. Yeah. It doesn't okay. matter. We can we can make it all down. Well, you know, I don't want to battle with him, but I'm I'm. You and you're Jeremy the, should the, battle, and then the, look. If this was WWF, first you two would battle, well, and then and your and experts would battle. Lovers, not fighters. <laughs> well, that, at the Adam Dunn show, our fans <laughs> like ambushes and battles. So, so it is Thunder, is, I didn't realize I was walking into the Thunderdome. Over yes, there. yes, Thunderdome. No, <laughs> no, we're wrapping. Kind of what you wish. Kind of what you wish. Kind of what we right, wish. Well, next time I'll bring brass knuckles, and we'll it's your radio brass knuckles, which <laughs> hopefully is like an encyclopedia of plant stuff. 
All right. Raps? Raps. Raps. Shout outs? Yeah. Tell Nate? us. Tell us. Uh, where, Shout where out. Where can people find out more about Growstone? Obviously, they'll find out more on Adam Dunn Show. Because they'll just hear about it every Adam single Dunn week. Show, Growstone.com, social media, Instagram. Sure. Do the hashtag Growstone. See what people are doing. You know, don't believe us. Take Check it out. Look and see what people are doing with our product. You know, when they've got stocks the size of trunks, trees. Trunk trees. They're, they're Trunk beautiful. trees, scientifically tree speaking. Trunks. Tree trunks. <laughs> tree trunks. Secondhand smoke. <laughs> Trunk trees the size of whatever's. I like it. Um, personal shout outs. Any personal shout outs, Florida crew? Um, actually, get, get my get my martini. Yeah, I'm, I'm flying in tomorrow. I guess you. I guess you guys are still doing the hen fed. You are still doing big big yeah. containers. A little biggish. Anyway, yeah. I, I'm really excited about going there and have a. Yeah, come to the farm. Uh, a direct down. a direct um come down to Mom's experience farm. on that yeah on the forest forest forest, forest. Yeah, forest. The, the, the micro forest yeah the chirpy micro chirps for chirps i had bro. a fan that was really squeaky <laughs> that yeah. i thought was like a chirp yeah, and i was like, like oh maybe it's enough. like a bird for the plants yeah. everyone loves it yeah squeaky fans are not chirpy chirpy's chirpy shut up shut up Shut up. I get to go next. I always go last. Then the kid cuts me off, but yeah, I got control. I so I was like, you're, "Go, go, yeah, you're in control. You go, you go ahead." You know. Tim Martin. Big shout out to Tim Martin. Big shout out to Tim Martin. Killing the game. Came How many down. jobs you got? You got like five jobs now. Yeah. A few, 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 offers? few offers. Yeah, they're yeah. throwing them at. You. All right. Play the game. See? Don't take your first offer, dude. Don't ever take. The Never first take offer. the first offer. Kind of like the first I offer. Like the first got. offer already. You're like, yeah, the first offer that good. No, don't. I haven't had an offer in a while. That's a really kind of good offer. You're going. You're going. I'm going. No, you're but I just want to say one thing. Yeah, I that I really appreciated being here. Yep. Uh, nice. The secondhand inhalement is. Uh, inhalement? Sure. There, keep sure. going. Inhalement uh, is working. <laughs> and I really appreciate what I learned about this particular crop and the resins and the, uh, and the way you guys are doing things and. And oh. being able to, we love to teach science. This, yeah, this is good. Talk this about is a good growing media, but I think we just skimmed the surface. So it would be oh, great yeah. to so, continue yeah, exactly. this conversation. Exactly. No, we definitely we will. will. We definitely will. will. Uh, and of course, now we have eighty live viewers. People are finally showing up as they get <laughs> off uh, home from work here in Colorado. Uh, uh, well, guys, the whole thing's about to be up for on-demand live streaming in a couple seconds. Big, big shout out to all our sponsors. Holding us down, uh, Way to Grow, Incredibles, uh, Dark Horse Genetics, Build a Soil, Veg and Bloom, and of course, Growstones, now part of the family, presenting quality content and dropping some science for you guys. Uh, we'll hopefully learn more from them soon. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, <laughs> Adam Dunshow, uh, on the Facebook. We got Adam Dunshow, and then we got the Adam Dunshow Facebook group. With that said, <laughs> shout outs to my. Remarkable wife, Mace. I want to go home to her now and see my little amazing kiddo, Farron, who is this weekend really just turned into a total daredevil. Uh, and now she's, she's, daredevil phase. she's beyond super daredevil with the jumping and the climbing and all she wants. Now she climbs up me and flips over. And she loves That's it. That's the best part. Yeah. So she's, she's total, like, all she wants to do. She's always wanted to climb, but now the jumpy, 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 jump off friggin' everything. 
Which is cool. She's like jumpy, in the jackass jumpy, phase. Jumpy, yeah, jumpy, jumpy, jumpy. jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Yep. Nice. Um, shout out to Mood Maps for, or Mood, Mood, Maps. Uh, Mood Maps for oh. giving us this humongous, giganto mm-hmm. table sized Mood Map. I like, I like, I like this. this a lot. It enhances like the mood. Okay. It's Mood Map. We'll have to hook you guys Can up. Can I take it for a memo? Of course. That's yeah. just for all guests. Put it in the lab all in the guests. greenhouse. It's contaminated, it's though. Gorgeous. <laughs> Shout out to Leon Sampson for bringing those Not through. taking this to any near yes. any Shout out to Crash Barry. Exactly. Um, shout out to all the sponsors. Shout out to all the fans. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, who is now at the Samurai uh, Exhibit at the yes. museum. Can I see that thing again? Check I really want to go there. Check I guess. Oh, Cece has one, too, so I'll get one. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to make sure if I took Farron, there was one for me. That's the That's big one. That's all you care about? Yes. Man. <laughs> But CC looks way more psyched than Nick about well, it. Again, they're at the samurai. Uh, yeah, that's good. Thing. Yeah, looking. No, not the. They're at the uh, museum right now. Yeah, right cool. now, as we speak. As we speak, uh, that's live. Kick them out of the house. I had to kick the whole family out of the house. Oh. So, so we can show. do our radio show. <laughs> to get all high and make a lot of smoke. This is how we get a PhD without paying for school. This is pretty much what you do. Yeah. yeah. Sacrifice yeah. your space. Um, couple There's more weeks, saving. and we will have the So High uh, space. So High Gallery and, and the and studio event center. Yep. So studio will be first, and the other spot will be open on the April 15th I can announce it now Carver B first show Carver B yes I can gallery showing of Carver B's glass Tim Martin did you hear that what gallery showing of Carver B's glass I knew this yeah, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, I told Tim. Him. I thought you were good at radio. Act like hey, man, I'm surprised. You're please. a dramatic element here, dude. I can't. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm super stoked. It's fantastic, and he's not Look, doing just. It's actually one of my first he's favorite doing, artists. He's doing all mediums too. He's gonna have all, uh, all mediums, so yeah. not just glass paintings, sculptures, sculpture, paintings, painting, not paintings. I think uh, photographs actually. Photos, yeah, of weed and of glass. So let me so ask you a question. It's gonna be interesting. Yo. It's gonna be interesting. And I, I think I've asked you guys this before, but it always changes. What? Who's your <clears throat> Who's your favorite glass artist right now? Carver B, obviously, Carver B. he's yeah. coming to our show. Yeah. What are you crazy? Been looking. Have you guys? Are, you guys are familiar with Coil. Mostly Carver B nowadays, Tim Martin. But Carver B is super dope. <laughs> yep. But it's a community. Yeah. Park your couch. <laughs> there you go. Well, on that note. On that, that note. note. Keep I an eye it. out for the So High Gallery. Check us out on all. It'll. I think he built all the things today. So we're. Who did answer. bike? Yeah, he went for Good. it. I didn't have to do it. No, nope. I told him. I said, "Come on, get on it." Good. I didn't even have to. He was already on it. I actually read it wrong in the morning. I thought it said. Let us do it. I'm sorry. That's great. Thank you very much. Cut me no, off. I didn't mean to cut you off. Cut I me was off. queuing it. That's I was queuing it. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, cut me off. See you guys next week. See you next week. We're Please. two hours and 21. Thank you, guys. every one of the top 40 records well, being played on every radio station in the United States <laughs> is a communication <laughs> to the children <laughs> to take a trip <laughs> to cop out. <laughs> 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 <laugh